by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me in. Don't fence me in. Just turn me loose. Let me straddle my own saddle underneath the western skies. On my guise, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon until I lose my senses. I can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence Right. Good morning, everybody. Hello. And good morning this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Testing one, two, three. Wait a minute. Ah, there we go. Good morning this morning. Good morning. And good morning this morning. And a happy Monday to all of you. And to you and you. And to you and yours and everybody else. Here's what you came in this morning with just a little bit of a dilemma. But it is the way things are. All over, you know, uh, it's worth the Channel 4, and even over at Emmis, you really couldn't leave stuff on your desk, you know, people would just take it. I mean, heaven forbid it's food. I mean, you leave, you leave food someplace on a desk, somebody just decides they're going to take it. Now, I couldn't possibly do that, but... And I, and, and I know that, like, here, I mean, people are, like, and leave stuff all around here all the time. But some people, when they just need something on the fly, they'll just grab something or do whatever. And somebody grabbed our Christmas lights. But let me tell you something. I've got... Let's put it this way. I had lights in the Jeep, so... I had a box of lights just laying around in my Jeep. That's how Christmassy I am. That's how... This works for me. I mean, if if you somehow use my lights or my lights disappear, I got I got something something for you after that. I got I got these in the Jeep. So I had my extra I had extra lights in in the in the Jeep, people. And you know what? If I didn't have these, I'd have other ones. I I go to my Jeep right now and I could show you around uh my Jeep. And I have more lights where those came from. I have Santa lights. I have everything. I was saving those for Christmas Eve, though, because I was going to put those out around the house. I'm just saying. I have this. Um, I'm going to see how this works. This Monster Energy Ultra Black, whatever the hell that is. So I normally have my uh, my my energy drink that I use, my Monster uh, Energy Drink. But it's not this stuff. It's not carbonated. And for some reason, the people at this one gas station I go to, which I normally don't go there, but I 
I go there when I have to. Like this morning, I had to go there instead of some other place because it's the way the lights work. You know, if I make a light at this one intersection, then I keep going. If I don't, then I go ahead and pull into the other. It's a, it's a system I have. It's a, it's a it's a system. And so this time though, I had to go into the other place, and uh, they don't have the monster rehab like the monster lemonade and stuff like that and i know you guys i like and i can't drink the monster with sugar in it so i don't i don't do that at all but this was um this was really something that this 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 monster i guess it's like black cherry or something like that but it's uh it's uh pretty darn uh pretty darn good anyway good morning this morning everybody we had a fun time at the friday festivities for uh for the u2 hype that was great and and murmur those are two pretty two pretty damn great bands i'll tell you and it was a fun time at delmar hall so with daniel and jason and the rest of the gang uh it was a blast and a half had a good time there brandy aaron was there and my buddy phil valencia was there and we had a good time hanging out together and uh phil's gonna be uh more part of the the radio free almond 2.0 festivities coming up in uh, January, but no, we had a uh, good time, and the band was uh, the band was great. So, uh, fantastic time! So, thanks a ton, you guys, for for hosting us. And Delmar Hall is a great venue. Uh, uh, Margaret was there, so we had a, we had a good old time. Ran into some folks. Uh, my old friend Tony Colombo from ninety seven one was there as well, and so had a good old time. So, good building this building. It was great. Good weekend all around. Decorated the tree. Cut my. Uh, Mom's old, uh, I, I, I was asking, I was just hanging out with my mom yesterday, and she decorated her tree, and I was like, whatever happened to those, you know, those those ornaments that you could, you know, pull the string on, and they would play a song, you know, where'd those go? She goes, oh, I have those in the box, you know, somewhere in the, in, in the house. I'm like, oh, well... Those should be on your tree. And she goes, yeah, my tree's too small because it's kind of a smaller tree. And so I asked her if I could then put them on my tree. So lo and behold, I went. And I, if, I'll if i be darned if the girls were just not mesmerized by those darn music ornament balls. I mean, you could put it. I mean, I have all kinds of cool things on the tree. And we have uh, ornaments that are, you know, motorized. And we've got... The Lincoln ornament, you know, that you push the button and and it and it has it, it plays a the uh, uh, let me, I, I have it right here for crying out loud. But boy, I'll be darned if they didn't like love that darn uh, here. And this one, you guys really can't see it, obviously, but you can hear it. I also had the moon landing one. I can't find it though. But anyway, I had this one here. Just push it. It's, it's Lincoln sitting in his uh, chair. You know, look at that little ornament going for me. But 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 the girls were mesmerized just by this simple little these simple little music music balls, and they play each play uh, Silent Night each one of them, red and blue. And of course, uh, <laughs> Natalie, the, the one's faster than the other. Look, look, he found them. They need them. It's a it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Some of them had, some of them just uh, had, well, now we have two sets of lights. Yeah, I'm going to put 
Fantastic. Why not? Well, you know, it's the third week of Advent, so we add another uh, light string on the third week of Advent because it's cr- Christmas is next week, so we, we do that. Perfect. Beautiful. Look at us. See, now it's even, it's even brighter and nicer out here. Perfect. Love it. There we go. Thanks, brother. Yeah, well, good. So now we've just, we've got a, now it's a, it's a, uh, what do they call those? A, the orgy of riches. I don't know. You don't really say orgy and Christmas at the same time, but here at the Radio Free Almond organization, we do. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's just a simple Christmas pulse. And here's the thing, though. I told the girls, uh, one is faster than the other. So one's, one actually plays, you know, the string the, the the ornament eats up the string faster than the other, so they uh, they have a uh, so one is it plays the music faster than the other. One's a little just a little slower and older, and so I told the girls like back in the day we used to we even back when they when I was a kid you know and when when uh, Natalie was you know when I was Natalie's age I loved those things, but we used to race them, so we'd we'd. And then whoever had the ball that was faster won. I don't know what we won, but we would race them. So turn to game, you know, as, as kids and as siblings, you turn everything into a competition. So we raced ornaments. We raced the music ball ornaments. Good morning, this morning. So this uh, story regarding the, um, hold on a second here. Let me just uh, download this again because this story regarding the uh, Guatemalan girl isn't really working out for the news media they, they way, the way they wanted it to. And so what ultimately they did was they, uh, they just simply then at that point forgot about the story and, and decided they weren't going to really do uh, the story anymore. So, so keep in mind, the Guatemalan girl who died in Border Patrol custody, uh, as, as you know, um, by the way, I, I have to I have to tell you that the football situation is crazy, but the Eagles have been on a tear. The Patriots lost, and I'm just telling you, it's going to be crazy time if you're a football fan. So the Guatemalan girl, the the the, the thing that was supposed to uh, to to change the lives of everybody was this Guatemalan girl dying after crossing the border in New Mexico. And being detained with their father and the 161 other migrants. And they, I think there was a time there, and I think the, the news media was slightly responsible uh, in terms of, of attempting to kind of like wait for a second. But in the end, what they really wanted this to do was they they wanted this to become a situation where this was another example of America, the xenophobic, America, the horrible, and Donald Trump's horrible policies. Well, you knew that when it didn't get an obsessive amount of coverage, that there was something wrong, that there was something not right. There was something that was uh, the story not being told. So what happens is when the news media, when a story doesn't go the way the news media wants it to go, what they do is they generally just ignore the story. Like they might report something about this Guatemalan girl, and then in a matter of 
a couple days, once they find out it's not really the story they want, they won't keep covering the story. They'll just kind of ignore the story. And that's what they're doing with the with the Guatemalan girl. So now it turns out, and again, this is a another example of where the news media painted a picture of how wonderful this caravan was and how amazing this caravan was and how incredible of a they 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 almost created it like it was some kind of like civil rights movement like it was some kind of major deal like this this was a an exodus of sorts this was a you know a christmas story a survival story an american story all in one and unfortunately what happened is because of the the, the positive coverage along those lines where they romanticized this particular event. They romanticized this caravan. They not only created an environment where they encouraged the bad guys to be part of that, and, and, and they encouraged the bad guys to be, say, well, they're not scrutinizing this caravan. Why wouldn't we set up shop in there? Why wouldn't we do this? Why wouldn't we be part of... Uh, of this caravan because no one's paying attention. It's kind of like, you know, the way hijackers on 9-11 took advantage of our lack of our eye on the ball regarding airport security and the box cutters and that and all that kind of stuff. They take advantage of our civil liberties. In this case, they took advantage of the coverage of it. So you had the bad people in there. But keep in mind, too, it also encouraged good people to do a bad thing, and that was join the caravan. So you had the bad people who wanted to be part of this caravan because no one was paying attention, but you had the good people who wanted to be part of the caravan because everybody told them this was awesome, that this was going to be great, that this was going to be the new frontier, that they were going to be able to just simply come to America. And unfortunately, some of the people who told them that was not just the news media, but they were people who actually told people they could do it for a fee. Those are called smugglers. And those are the people that introduced many, many families to this caravan. And so that wasn't being paid attention to either because the news media and everybody else decided that this was an awesome event, this caravan. And, and keep in mind, the lady who had the Disney princess T-shirt on with her two kids that wound up having tear gas around her and having to flee from it, she too was duped because she was approaching the wall or the, the fence, that is, and the people with her decided that they were going to cause trouble, shake the fence, everything else. And what do you do when you're a parent there and you're just, you know, sitting there and suddenly everybody around you is causing problems and issues and chaos and you're suddenly in the chaos. So, so that's where this all came about was that you had the situation where People were just simply trapped, misled, misguided, and everything else. So now it turns out 
this real story here. And we'll we'll talk to Kaysen about this when he comes in at 6.30 because uh, Kaysen is responsible for the death of this Guatemalan girl. I'm just warning you, Mark. You and all the other folks out there, and I'll tell you why. So this uh, Guatemalan family now says that they still owe this human smuggling organization money. So the family in Guatemala now, after telling the story about the girl, they hope that the father of this, she's seven years old. She had no business in this caravan. And her family had no business taking her. And I realize that the draw to the United States is a big one and and, and and an impactful one. And I get that. I understand that. But there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. And people who are adults know better. That, and, and for some reason, uh, what, are we just so, simply to assume that if you're Guatemalan, you're dumber than normal adults are? Or if you're Honduran, you're dumber than most adults are? Or Mexican? No. You all know that adults are adults. Adults know right from wrong. Unless there's something hugely mentally wrong with you, most normal people, they know right from wrong. And these people knew better. And they they knew they were paying a coyote. They knew they were paying smugglers. They knew they were doing something potentially dangerous for their children. They knew that coming up in a caravan and and, and not having any true answers as to whether or not you were going to get in, they knew that was wrong if you were coming up with your children. Traveling thousands of miles, they knew it was wrong. And, and, And so... Even this father, uh, they're hoping now he'll be allowed to stay in the U.S. where he could find work and pay off a debt to the smugglers. Well, uh, that would be a horrible thing to allow him to stay in this country. And and not only that, to stay in this country to work off a debt to, to, to human traffickers. It's like, are you kidding me? What part of this aren't you people thinking through? You know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's unbelievable. So the girl's grandfather says that the family owed money to the coyotes, and these smugglers are now going to be able to take all their possessions, if if not, basically they're, you know, the loan sharks. So this girl and her dad uh, entered through. The uh, New Mexican, uh, it's called the Lordsburg Station, and uh, 163 migrants who were detained by U.S. Border Patrol agents, and the girl died after her dad reported her ill to authorities, but it was seven hours after their initial apprehension. And, of course, this became kind of a little bit of a story because everybody was so was so onto this, like initially, like a seven year old 
caravan member dies, and this was easily hung on Trump and the rest of the gang. But you noticed that initially it was kind of a groovy story. They were going to try to kind of uh, they, they, they were going to they were going to do this, and this was going to be like really cool. And they were going to see how far they could take the girl dies. Trump is mean story. And the uh, it, it turns out that this was exactly the opposite. So what do you think happens? Well, then the story doesn't get covered. Because there's no way the news media is going to do a story about a caravan that they described as amazing and beautiful. And just like the march on Selma, there's no way the they're going to... They're going to do that and admit that everything or most of the things they said about the caravan were completely wrong. And most of the things they, they tried to tell us about the caravan were not only wrong, but they were also life endangering because they, did, they didn't say the truth. And, and so on a couple of levels, I'll, I'll just repeat myself one more time here. On a couple of levers, it, it was dangerous for a couple of reasons. First of all, the lack of serious scrutiny on this caravan encouraged the bad guys, the MS-13 gang members and others, to join the caravan because they knew no one was looking, which is why eventually when somebody started looking, they discovered 600 convicts in the caravan and even arrested convicted murderers and people who had come here before. But they didn't want to really report that because it didn't fulfill their fantasy. Because keep in mind, the news media is operating on pure unicorn of vision right now. Uh, the, the news media right now is creating stories where there really are none. They're, 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 they're inventing the idea that Nancy Pelosi really actually looked good in that homeless lady coat. Like, the, like, like that, that was really, oh, yeah. It's like dealing with somebody, and I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like dealing with, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, I mean, so, because I don't want to, like, disparage Alzheimer's uh, people who are going through that. But but and I'm not doing it for the for the for for entertainment purposes purposes or to make a joke out of this thing. But oftentimes, sometimes when you deal with people with Alzheimer's, they are uh, it's a fantasy. Things are fantasies for them. And and I and I told you gently when a like for instance, if you were with your mom and she's in uh, the throes of Alzheimer's and she is uh, she's. Uh, you know, thinking that dad is going to come over and they're going to have lunch. Well, he's been dead 10 years. But your answer is not, oh, come on, dad's been dead, yet, dead 10 years. What are you doing? You, know, you say, well, then well, let's put some tea on for him. You kind of go with the, the flow. But that's a disease. That's an affliction. That's a, uh, a tragedy. We shouldn't have to go through that with normal people. I mean, I'm talking about healthy people. We shouldn't have to go through that where we watch these media people with clearly deteriorated minds to the point where they – now it's got to the point where they 
they can't accept reality. Uh, they can't accept the reality of this loss in November of 2016. It's just impossible for them to do it. And, and, and the news media and, and these people in the news media refuse to go through the stages of grief. They won't even do that. I don't exactly remember exactly what the stages of grief are, but at some point, you're over it. There are stages of grief. Like, at some point, you're over it. But the news media and certain Democratic politicians and others, they can't let this go. So they create these fantastical scenarios uh, they 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 create these these things like yeah um i can't even remember her name now but oh i'm sure they do yeah this what's her this what's her face chick because oprah came in is really going to become governor of georgia and and we're all out there going she's never going to be governor of georgia why are you telling that poor girl that she's going to be cover She's going to be uh, governor of Georgia. Why are you telling her that? Well, because it's amazing. The country really is in a in a in a uh, crossroads. They're they're mad, and plus Oprah came in for her, and we're like, no. She's never going to become governor of Georgia ever. Look at her. She's dumb as a rock. She's anti-gun. She's, there's, there's nothing up there. She's black. That's about as much as she has going for her. And she's a woman. But that's it. She's, she's not going to be governor of Georgia, people. But they didn't want to accept it. Oh, yes, she will. Yes, she will. Oprah, Oprah's coming. Oprah's going to make her governor. It's like, no, golly, not even Oprah's going to make her governor. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. She's going to be the next governor. She's going to be the first black woman, blah, 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 ever in the history of blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm not. I'm no Georgian, and I'm no expert, but I take one good look at that mess. That ain't happening. And so she loses, and, oh, thank you, Lisa. So the stages of grief are anger, denial, sadness, and acceptance. So they're actually still, Lisa, in the first phase of grief still. Well, I mean, actually, they're in, they're suddenly, have the first three stages are stuck in some kind of uh, whirlwind because acceptance isn't part of it anymore. So now it's sadness. Uh, it's anger, denial, and sadness. It's all in one now. It's one little nugget for them. But they, can, they can't accept it. So, so they, they, they keep on creating all the, you know, the, the, the uh, yeah, governor of Georgia, she'll be, she'll be we're like, no, she, she's never going to be governor of Georgia. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, she's the next, you know, She's going to be the next president of the United States. First of all, she's too young. And secondly, 
She's also dumb as a bag of rocks or a box of rocks. I'll give her, I'll, I'll elevate her to a box of rocks. She doesn't even know the, the chambers of government. Oh, I'm sorry. What are they called? Yeah. The branches of government. I mean, come on. And, 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 uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Gillum, he's going to be the he's going to be uh, governor of Florida, and we're like, no, he's not. There's not a there's not a chance in hell that dude's going to be governor of Georgia. He wants to increase taxes in a state that doesn't have hardly any. He's not going to be governor of people. What do you think? People in Florida are idiots. I mean, you know, listen. People sometimes can be stupid, but they're not that dumb. They're not going to elect some stooge who's going to increase their taxes. I mean, it was bad enough we elected Obama knowing that he was going to do that. It's like, how in the world did that happen? But, boy, you're not dumb twice. And then, of course, there's the famous fantasy that Nancy Pelosi looks awesome in that red coat. Yeah, look at her. She's the boss. Red is the new boss color. What? Yeah. That coat, it's a it's a new power coat. It's a it's the new coat. Everybody's going to be buying that Nancy Pelosi red coat and we're like that coat looks horrible. It's boxy and it looks like she ought to be feeding pigeons in the thing. Remember I told you that last week. Looks like she ought to be pushing a uh, a cart with trash bags of clothes in it, a shopping cart. Oh no, she looks great, and you know what? The 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 the, the maker's going to re-release it. They're going to re-release the coat. It's going to be the it's going to be the hit of the Christmas season. I'm going really that coat. What? Where's it going to be in the in the? Uh, Macy's washed up Democrat section. Mark Kaysen came in wearing the coat. He went and bought. He went and bought the the red coat. The the Nancy Pelosi red coat. Now he's wearing it because everybody's wearing it because they think that's going to be their ticket in the Nancy Pelosi red coat. And listen, I know Mr. Blackwell. But that's not a good-looking coat. I know good-looking coats. That's no good-looking coat. I'll be the I'll be I'll be the Lloyd Benson of fashion, Mister. I, I can't remember what exactly what he said. Mister. Was it Quail? Mister. Quail. I knew John Kennedy, and you know John Kennedy. And I'll just tell Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. I've seen awesome coats, and that ain't one of them. I'm just telling you. So, Mark's not happy that I'm blaming him for the Guatemalan girl's death. But unfortunately, sometimes you just have to tell people news they don't want to hear. Sometimes you just have to I speak truth to power. I'm going to speak truth to power with Mark. Sit in just a second without the Star Spangled Banner, though. We can't move at all, can we? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our national anthem. Oh, hey. 
What would you do with the money if you didn't have to pay your house payment for two months, especially around the holidays? That's right. No house payment for two months. This is James Hawkins at Golden Oak Lending. Don't let money problems spoil your holidays. You can use the increased value of your home to pay off bills or get cash out. Put two months of house payments in your pocket. Visit GoldenOakLending.com or call 314-567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37-111 West Fort Plaza, St. Louis, Missouri. Call 567-GOLD. Live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios, this is Radio Free Almond People. And you are good morning and beautiful this morning. Julie, I have not put up the vintage silver tree yet. I'm going to. I promise. I think I'm going to do that tonight. Because just trim the tree last night. Shall we rhyme there? Hey, if I'd have known that you were doing this coat thing this morning, I would have worn my $500 cashmere overcoat that I just got from my kids. I, I would have done it, but you didn't tell me. Cashmere coats are boss. I got. I got to admit that they're they're actually uh, good looking coats. A nice coat. Nancy Pelosi. That wasn't a. That wasn't a nice coat. Yeah. Well, you know. Do you remember the cheap I mean, ass? I say remember. Boxy coat. You can go on on Google and and check out uh, Pat Nixon's famous yeah, Republic, yeah. Republican cloth coat. Yeah. That she wore. Uh, during that uh, that checkers, yeah, uh, famous checkers speech. speech, yeah, yeah. So about I mean, his dog checkers. I don't know how many people would remember such things, uh, you know. But historically, oh, hysterically. Dan, said, don't forget about the physics of Santa. That's right. I gotta recall. I gotta find it someplace. I know it's around someplace. It's on. It's on. It's somewhere. I'm gonna find it too. Yes, I'm gonna find it. Yeah. Um, do you do you do you agree with me about how it just seems like the left continues to invent these fantasy stories that that aren't like it's I, I like I feel like I'm dealing with somebody who 
doesn't understand reality. Like, no, no, it, that, that woman is not going to be governor of Georgia. Yeah, she is, because Oprah came in. It's like, no. She lost by she's not. a half of a percent in a state where, because of the racism in the South, attempted and probably did a great job, did a great job. They talk about it depressing the the black vote through all these voter ID things and everything. Look. I didn't get to that because I, I was going to say, excuse me a second, no. though. I was going to say what was so funny about that is that then after she lost then, a, a election expert Al Sharpton came in. <laughs> Al Sharpton came in and said, yeah, oh, oh, oh. I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't decipher what he was saying, but I think he was mumbling something about voter suppression. Or That's correct. Like that. Yeah, they came out with fire hoses and and she shot still, us all with, with fire and she, hose and water cannons. Yeah. She only like, lost no, by a half of a percent, so I wouldn't get too excited about it. Not to mention the four hundred state legislators that positions that were won by Democrats over Republicans in this election, not to mention the seven governorships won by Democrats, none lost by Democrats. Really, this was a landslide election, and you're sitting here talking about a half a percent win in Georgia. By the way, can't can't some people just be incompetent? Why do they always have to be black? You know what I mean? Like, you guys always, you guys never, like, apply any standards except race to losses and wins. No, I'm I'm telling you, and I've said this now for, for many months, that, that Hillary was incompetent. I mean, yes. there's no question. She was ter- I, a terrible candidate. It well, wasn't because she was a female. She Here was her problem. Don't well me. She was, she, wow. she, she didn't have the courage to do what, what, uh, what James Carville and Bill Clinton told her to do. I say, whatever happened to James Carville, by the way? out. But she was afraid. Everything was measured. But that wasn't even what killed her. What really got her is that she was so dumb that she couldn't figure out that that Tim Kaine pick was insanity because... Keep talking, man. I Bernie, love this. Bernie Sanders... It's like Mark Case in pornography. If, if she'd have picked Bernie Sanders... She'd be president. <laughs> She'd be president. No, there, there, there's no yeah. question that, that would have done it. That's going to be the. That's going to be just like the, uh, the Joe Biden Beto O'Rourke ticket. So yeah. Joe and his son Beto are going to be uh, running for office yeah. now. Is that and right? Be- Beto this morning, if you heard him, it was from last night. But if you heard him talking about what was going on down at the border, where you're talking about. You know, oh, that the, little that little story about the uh, Guatemalan girl. It, well, more than that, about the the whole situation. I mean, he made the point, which is all all of us know this, that nobody takes off on a thousand, two, three, four thousand mile trip on on foot unless they're desperate. No one does that, or or unless they're unless they're told by a smuggler a human trafficker, that there was actually hope of them succeeding, which is what this Guatemalan family was told. Look, it, uh, out of desperation. No. Yeah. You guys, uh, here's, a, here, here's, well, sure. what, what, here's the problem is, is, and this is why I blame you directly, 
for the death of uh, of this girl because uh, you all kept saying how amazing this whole caravan was when, first of all, at the very least, you didn't know what you were saying. You had no proof that what you were saying was true. And you denied any assertion at all that there might be some bad apples in this caravan or any assertion at all that maybe this wasn't the proper way to conduct your desire to become an American. And so what happened was all the bad people then, knowing that there was not going to be any scrutiny, knowing that, that, that people like yourself were going to keep on hammering this theme home, that this was some kind of like uh, safety dance video, that you thought that this was all going to be great. And so what they did was they infiltrated the, this. The smugglers took advantage of it. They said, look what, the, look what America's reporting, that you all are the next uh, Mayflower pilgrims. Look at their, what they're reporting. And so it's no wonder people then decided to go ahead and pay any amount of money to a smuggler who said, look, we're going we're gonna to put you in a you know, buckled shoes and a black hat, and they're going to let you in and have a turkey for you at the same time. It's like that didn't happen. Yeah, this is it was irresponsible. Amazing, this is um, an amazing narrative because so it I, is an amazing I, narrative. I, I, you're very funny. Uh, much of what you said wasn't even anything that I or anyone else connected to the left even mentioned. That this was a great trip. Come on. You know, here that this is safe. No, no one said that. We everybody knew and knows that it is dangerous to go out two thousand miles by foot to go anywhere. I mean, this is not a safe kind of a thing. I wouldn't even take a hike through Yosemite, let alone go two thousand miles. I mean, that's nuts. You can get hurt out there. But they, but they were desperate. Desperate people trying to get away from horrific conditions. And look, you talk about all the crazy things that have gone on down there. I know you must have seen this morning. It's being shown on every news station that you can find. The I woman know. with the Elsa and Anna shirt on with the no, kids? What? No. And I don't know why anybody Nancy Pelosi's would do this. code again? Why are they putting numbers on those kids' arms? Like they're going into concentration camps. <laughs> Why not. are they doing that? <laughs> to keep track of them. No, uh, okay, Jamie. Look, you know when I went, when I went into the you would when, never. No, uh, look, I know when okay. I went into the U two hype concert yeah. in Murmur, I had to wear a wristband. A wristband. Okay. Look, there are a lot of I ways mean, to I mean, do you know, this. It's, it's a way. It's a way. I mean, when, when you go into there are into, a lot of ways to do this. The the the, the visual this morning, <laughs> right? But of putting numbers right on these kids' arms, but that's that's insane. Have you ever been to like a swim meet? I, uh, Jamie, I mean, you know, I mean, why would you, why uh, would you do it? Well, I mean, I find any other way wristbands. Well, because because uh, people don't anything <laughs> right. But people people can't account for everybody turning something into the Holocaust all the time. I mean, you you, you can't plan. All watch your it, operations basically watch well, it you know, on TV this people morning. People might think this is a holocaust. Watch uh, it on TV this morning. Well, and then tell me I, I, who which, came which up network? with this idea? Stephen Miller? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Mark, you, know, you guys, I mean here listen, do, you have do, to Do you know, I know you know this. There are 17 government investigations in operation as of this morning. 
against every aspect of Donald Trump's life. The man's going to jail. Everybody, you and I, and look, everybody can, the only anybody proof can will investigate. be when you and I go visit. When, you, right. when we have that trip, and I don't know which network cameras we'll have with us, but I promise you that that will be the day that we have, you know, a coming to understanding okay. well, on here's, all this. Here's, here's the thing. You would, you, this, this whole thing with the numbers on the kids thing, I want to stick to that because sure. this is so patently ridiculous. I wish we could put it up I, on I the even screen. Have somebody, no, no. I even had, even Tim is like, you know, you, you go to Six Flags and they mark you up. It's have like, you seen the numbers? <laughs> no. Pull it up on that phone. I could pull it. Uh, well, well, what are, I mean, the, are the numbers? On what mine. do the numbers look like? Swastikas? It, it looks like the concentration camps. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can Look, sit and laugh. I, no, I'm, 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 I'm not laughing at the no, Holocaust. No, I know you're laughing at me, which is good. Camps, but and you by people the way, are crazy. And that's another point. That's another point. Everything looks like a concentration do you, camp. Do you, you know how many years you've been laughing at me? Now, listen. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I want to tell you something. I have been entertaining you for years. Yes, you have. Really, for years. Right. Donald Trump this morning says that SNL, Saturday Night Live, should be taken to court and shut down by the courts yes. because because of how they are making fun of him. And they should put numbers on their arms yeah. when they I walk mean, them in. Yeah. See, I mean that that's the problem here, <laughs> Jamie. This is insane. No, here's the thing. Like everything is I for some people, it's like everything is either the Holocaust or Selma. It's never anything in it's it's always something like it's that you guys refer to People don't even know what some people don't even know what you're talking about when you re- make Holocaust references because it was that long ago. Yeah, well, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's not something to be, care about, but I mean, come on, man. I mean, you have to keep track of these kids somehow. Yeah. And, 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 I can't and, find it here. But. Well, of course you can't. Oh no, it's on every TV. Side. I just don't know which thing to say on Google. But yeah, well, no. I mean, well, right, but but. <laughs> How, how come that's so confounding to you? You want me to find it for you? Go find it. Okay, it's on you every know? channel. What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do? Am I, am I why don't you Google Holocaust and immigrants, and you'll and you'll probably find it there because that's how you guys operate. Yeah, that's you know, another possible. You, you know, it's possible. Just do uh, here. I'll I'll do a Google for you here. Uh, I use Bing though because I don't like Google. Here I'll do Holocaust. Uh, <laughs> And numbers and caravan. How does that sound? Yeah, Do that. That, that, that. You know work. that will come up. That Watch. could work. Let me see. I know how to search for you. I know how to search you, uh, uh, you, you people. Um, oh, here. Um, Ocasio Cortez compared the migrant caravan yeah, I uh, see that. to Nazi yeah. Jews fleeing Nazi Germany. Uh, I don't. Well, you I, know what? I, I don't, don't see it here. I'll, yeah, I'll do it under news here. Hold on a second here. This is see. This is it's like another. Over, it's all over the news this morning. I mean, you. Uh, okay, here, there it is. Okay, here we go. Just I found it. See, I, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Oh, this is the Jerusalem Post. Thanks for helping, guys. So the uh, here vi- videos circulating on social media accounts. Oh, great. That's because that's where all reason goes to die on Twitter. Videos circulating on social media accounts purportedly showed migrant kids being marked with numbers 
on their hands and arms. One video posted by an NBC News reporter on his Twitter, which claims to be shot at the U.S.-Mexican border, displays toddlers and young children stretching out their arms, exposing short number sequences that were likely drawn with a marker. Okay? So, again, what's... Oh, what is what is wrong with that? I mean, I'm, I'm well. When you go home, just sit there. 1967. Look, look at these. Right. They have to identify it's them. They're keeping well, do track it another of them. Way. How are you? But, but but I don't understand how how would would you want to be have? Would you if it was you doing this and you were responsible? Would you want it? to be shown on TV that it looked like kids were being marked up to go to concentration camp. Would you want that? Well, but, Associated but, but, but with do, you, but you do, wouldn't want let it. Let me ask you this. Do you know who drew the numbers on their arms? Yeah, the the people at the border. Is, is that true or not true? I mean, yeah, I, I watched could, them doing it. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. <laughs> I watched them. I mean, they, they showed you as they were drawing the numbers, even on infants. Right. But, well, well, I mean, no, but you, it doesn't matter what age you are. You no, have to I'm, keep track of everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, here, the, like the 3,000 kids the thing, that they have you, in cages but, 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 now but people, again. People can't account for – not, not every movie you make has to be, yeah, but is this going to look like the Holocaust? Well, it does, you know, but, 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 Yeah, but, but, but I mean, how many – how many – you know, like, I, like when I come in and we put up the lights this morning, do I have to say, watch out because we got to make sure this doesn't – look like the Holocaust. It's like not every decision is made to avoid looking like the Holocaust. Look, there are stupid things out here, and I, and I think I wrote to you, I did, uh, about how Mika, you know, of Joe and Mika, she got in trouble because she called... They used the term you know, butt boy. She yeah. used the term butt boy. I mean, that was almost <laughs> Say butt like... Boy again. She, she got on TV and, 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 and apologized... Like she was really worried, so I mean, you know. Well, she, well, uh, keep in mind, I mean, you know what happens. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, you know, listen, uh, you know, I don't, I wasn't one of those calling for Mika Brzezinski to be fired. Yeah, really, for for that. Um, I, I think, I think mostly people just, I think, I think finally somebody ought to, get, even with the Kevin Hart thing, maybe people ought to realize it that you know why are you why are you why why is everything negative associated with gay people. I mean, why, why, why do you sexualize uh, service or sexualize people's appearances or whatever uh, with, with the gay? Th- I don't understand. I don't, well, that okay. I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't associate that, but, but I understand why they did. But that's not even the point. The point is this. Forget it. I mean, you know, people, they, they, they talk. Words come out. It's protected by the First Amendment. Knock it off. Right, right. But 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 here's the deal, though. Freedom of speech also sometimes, uh, when it comes to reporting the news, like the First Amendment, we talk about that 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 Nancy Pelosi so says is an integral part of our republic, even though uh, she just didn't want the news media in that awesome epic meeting that she you know she walked out with her homeless lady coat on. But but she didn't want. The, you notice how she didn't want the media around. Then did she? This 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 all important. No, every she time she was pro- trying to protect the the, the negotiations. No, well, every she, time she she knew 
she knew that if that was done in public, that Donald would say crazy things, which he did. But it all looks all stupid. true. It looks stupid. And 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 wreck the potential okay, so, to make a deal, right? So Nancy Pelosi was then pr- trying to protect, protect the president, president really yeah. <laughs> against himself. Against See, himself. This is what's so funny is now this is how they these people go. They do this. They like create these scenarios where where really uh, yeah, <laughs> where Nancy Pelosi is trying to protect the president of the United States against himself, right? Why? Why would she do that? Why? Because she, she want- wanted a negotiation to sh- to, to stop a shutdown. But why? Why would? <laughs> why wouldn't she just want the cameras to roll and have Donald Trump in all of his stupid man glory? Why would you not want the cameras to keep going? Well, if if you were just trying to hurt Donald, that's what you would do. But she was. But trying- she's a patriot. Look, they were there to make a deal, and and honestly, <laughs> Donald doesn't want to make a deal. And you heard what he said. That he would be honored to shut the government down. Uh, and, and at this moment, it looks like he may do that. Not very smart. Mr. President, we're here to make a deal. This is my friend Nancy Pelosi. Hi, Mr. President. We can't wait to sit down in the Oval Office with you. Yeah, come on in, people. This is going to be fun. Come here. Hey, uh, yes, yes, Vice President. Come on in, buddy. Yeah, sit, sit right down here. We're going to have a little fun. Hey, cameramen, roll them. Yeah, and keep, boy, it keep was off mind, to the races. Keep in mind, the president, the vice president, I'm talking about succession now, and then who comes next? Nancy. Yeah. President Pelosi. Yeah. That, so, that's so that's how easily that rolls off <laughs> of my tongue. Oh, You've never heard me say, well, I accidentally, I think once I said the other one. But, but that's so easy to say, even if it's not true. But this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, this is a Holocaust of crazy fantasies is what we're seeing right now with you. I mean, this idea somehow that, that the Nancy Pelosi is ever going to be president. No, is not no, the no, case. no. Beto. Beto. Yeah. Listen, in order to be a, a woman at the White House uh, these days, you got to either look like uh, Michelle Obama or, or, uh, or Melania Trump, but you're not going to get in there looking like. Nancy Pelosi, I'm sorry to say. Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, dude. She's just a little too young yet, but she'll... You want to, oh, no. By the way, do you want to change the Constitution to, to allow her to, to run, or are you just going to no, stick to it? I stick right to it because, okay. you yeah, know... Yeah, because she needs to... You know, here's, here's the deal. You guys would benefit from her reading a little more before she gets to where she's... You she want knows her to what go. she's doing. You and I may be walking with canes by the time she gets there, but... I'm not using a cane. Twenty years. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a Harley Davidson underneath. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna ride a motorcycle. I'm instead of if I can't walk. Hey, George. I'm Bush, riding a motorcycle. George Bush jumped out of an airplane in his nineties. So right. Exactly. Oh, no, right. we can. We can. We can yeah. figure that one out. Uh, speaking of all that, so you, President Pelosi. So now we have the the, the new specter. Of Biden and Beto O'Rourke being the people who step up. Now, you really think, you know, in 2020, the Democratic Party, which, which is it's always amazing to me, you you that that the Democratic Party right now, when it, when it comes to who is fronting you and and who's still representing the Democratic Party, it's still a bunch of old white people. Now, I have nothing against old white people. But you guys do. Yeah, I have something and, and against so, white people. And, and so why old, is it that young, why, it why do you keep, matter. then why do you keep on um, spitting out all these old white people as your 
saving graces. I don't understand that. Or young white people, for that matter. Because it's not a question of whether they're old or white or black or whichever. Because, look, Barack Obama turned out to be a very timid moderate. And I was afraid of that all along. And the fact that he was black didn't do anybody any good, really. Wait, Barack Obama was a timid moderate? Yes, Okay, I'm supposed I'm supposed to buy I'm supposed to buy into that one now. Well, he 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 really was. He he was sort of a uh, 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 Jimmy Carter. That's what he was. <laughs> I mean, he was a Jimmy. Carter. You know, Carter. you guys you guys have you, you. It's amazing how you guys have some guts. You know, when you when it comes to uh, when it comes to like comparing people, like you actually think it's a good thing to b- compare Barack Obama to Jimmy Carter. Oh come on! I mean, that's just his. No, that's a yeah, negative. He was just like Jimmy Carter. That's a negative. terrible. Yeah. I agree. Oh, okay. I thought you were being positive. No, about it. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Look, Jimmy Carter was a great ex-president. Obama! But he was not a good president, and, and nor was Obama. Obama could have pushed things much harder, much further, and he, he had a, an opportunity to. All he got was, you know, Obamacare, which... Like, you know, you and others that will say it's flawed. Well, sure, it's flawed That's because the answer is Medicare campaign. for all. That's the answer. He I put mean, his name on two big 54 D's. Ooh, what is it? What happened? Is that like what the Nazis did? They did. They put their names on two big 54 double D's or whatever he said that was. Is that yeah. the Holocaust, too? It reminds me of the Holocaust. That's when they, what started his campaign. He put, the, he put his name, name on, on two big 54 D's. Well, thank God he didn't number them. Barack Obama had no experience, all, virtually almost none, very little, when he won what he won. But, but, but neither did Donald. But look at the difference. Now, this is, this is a, a positive. By, by the way, do you realize that, that President – I don't want to interrupt yeah. you, but I, I have to. Yeah, do. Uh, do you realize President call, Trump's – Wait a second. Don't you yeah, – <coughs> A, that A stands for almond. Right on. You're supposed to interrupt That's me. right, ahead. buddy. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, the, uh, do you realize that, that President Trump's approval numbers right now are better or Stop even depending on, are equal to what Obama's were in his second year of his term? You realize that, right? No, you're just making that. Yeah, if you go by Rasmussen. <laughs> Stop Rasmussen. Well, I'm, going, I'm going by some okay. other numbers. Look. He's got. He's at about thirty-four percent. He's at the McCarthy levels. Okay, thirty-four percent of the American people think he's honest. Sixty-two percent say he's a liar. That's the poll that's out this morning. That was out all all yesterday afternoon. Sixty-two percent of the American people think he's a liar. Thirty-four percent. Look, this is McCarthy levels. McCarthy got thirty percent when he was disgraced. So 30% of the people are going to support this guy even when he's in the van, his van, on the way to jail. I felt this thrill going up my ass. Well, you know what? I, if I were uh, you, I would then, under those conditions, start to then get somebody who can step forward and run in 2020. Because President Trump is, gonna, is on a path to be reelected in 2020. He's not jail. going to jail. No, he's not. Yeah. And you know and, what? Here's and, a, you and know, the my, question is, what do you think about Pence? Do you think Pence would get the nomination? Uh, no, Pence isn't going to run again with him. No. No. Who will? No uh, one Nikki will. Haley? Yeah. No one will. Nikki Haley may run. N- no, and, Nikki and, Haley and won't run. Nikki She's going to be. 
Nikki Haley would be not a bad person. Nikki Haley's going to be uh, his running mate for 2020. Kasich. Mike Pence isn't going to do it. Kasich. K- there's no Mitt, way in Mitt hell. Romney. These are um, people. No, I mean, but but Kasich. Legitimate K- human beings. Right, but but there's no not a chance. I would I would never in a million years vote for John Kasich. Never. I mean, I would I would never. I, I've made it. And, and and I know that that's like you know kind of being the never Trumper types and 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 guaranteeing a Democrat in election, but I I could never in a million years justify voting for John Kasich under any circumstances. I'd, I'd vote for the Libertarian, whoever it was. I'd vote for them. I would never vote for John. My name will never be associated with John Kasich ever. I guarantee you. Listen, things change sometimes. You never know. But you guys, Look at Nick Mulvaney. Mulvaney, I mean, this is how things change. He said that Donald Trump is a terrible human being. <laughs> Who's Nick Mulvaney Vol- Vol- again? Yeah, the new, the new He's chief a budget of staff. guy? The new, yeah, who's now the new chief of staff. Well, acting. I, I, wait, acting. I was, listen, because no one would take the job. I was going to be, I was going to, well, no, I'm, I'm actually in the running for that. Uh, uh, listen. That My father-in-law be, called me over the weekends and suggested that I apply I for that so. job. And, and it would be the best person that he could get to do this because the truth is no one in the country wants that job. I do. Yeah. I'll do it while I'm doing this. Yeah. Here's the thing. In order to take that job, you need attorneys that are going to charge millions of dollars. And and I guess Donald promised to pay for the the attorney bills. No one can, no one wants a job with this guy because they know they all end up, they're going to be headed for jail. I listen, here's the thing. And, and, and Mark, this is the, the, the reality is that, uh, Mueller doesn't have anything. Oh, there's please. not going to be, there's not going to be a, a, anybody going to jail named Trump and it's just not going to happen. Uh, and I know that you guys really want it to happen. Just like you want Nancy Pelosi to actually look good in that coat, that ugly coat, but it's not going to happen. I think I think the Nancy Pelosi looks good in that boxy homeless lady coat is a, is a metaphor, a symbol for all of the troubles that you guys on the left keep having, which is you keep on inventing these stories that just do not are, are not tr- you 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 have an alternate reality. And, and unfortunately, what happens though with the mainstream media being on the left. You have uh, the alternate alternate reality actually institutionalized in everyday reporting, and that's the problem. It used to be back in the old days, people were just like sick. Like if somebody suggested somehow that putting numbers on a, a bunch of children who've amassed themselves at a, at a border is like the Holocaust, normally you'd be laughed out of any place on earth. But oh, instead, it's true. exactly taken seriously. I I, th- I think that that the argument you're making is an argument for essentially the the Almond Report because that's that's true. I mean, it, it was a different kind of a news program that presented things in a very interesting way, presented all sides, made fun of things. You know, I mean, and it was it was popular, but it was also the the the, the thing that people liked about it was the fact that I didn't try to pretend that I had a a medium point of view. I I told people that I'm fair but I'm not balanced. Yeah. And, and, but you and, and, but you you were also a a an experienced 
an accomplished journalist. Yes, you can tell by my mahogany, uh, the mahogany wood in my office. Yeah, but here's the thing: what you were good at, and really very good at, is is being funny and entertaining on one side, and then being able to jump straight into the journalist position whenever you yeah, felt like it. Yeah, I had it. to, yes. Yeah, and, and look, that was all good stuff. But don't you, given all of that, don't you think that it's irrational and very ill <laughs> for the President of the United States to be talking about going to court against Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Okay, thanks. But I don't, but I don't care. I mean, it's, it's, it's him... You know, yeah, I it's do him know. being. It's him being. We all know. No, but I mean, I, you know, the president is 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 a person, and you know, he's a personality. You know, he's not going to send anybody to you know send anybody to jail. He's not going to go after Saturday Night Live. I mean, you know, yeah. Do I think that's? But but even if I think it's ridiculous, do I think it matters? No, I don't. I mean, you know, you guys take everything he says. So everything is so. Serious, you guys are always like he's like the like I, I can't imagine living a, in your life where every morning you wake up and there's this you know this menace that's out to get you he's all a the menace. time. He's a menace. No, he's not. No, that's good. That's a good word. Look, he, I, I said this long ago to you. I mean, all you got to do is go back in history, and what do you have? Ask not. Okay, we know that whole okay, thing. No. And then and then on the other side. I could kill somebody on Fifth Avenue. So, I mean, this is where we've gone. No, but here's, a, here's 50, the problem. Here's the problem is years. That's where we've here's gone. the problem is though it's that that sick. comment about the Fifth Avenue thing was not a a a speech. So, since you since you decided to come up with this, since you did the ask not what you can uh, what your country can do for you, but for, for you can do for, for your country that speech, and then of course Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall speech. And then your hero speech, you know you that didn't one. Build that somebody else made that happen. The famous "You didn't build that, somebody else made that happen" speech, which will be forever installed. No, you know what he in meant. the annals of ridiculousness. You know and- what he meant. And nobody, look here. I'll even go to this point. Whatever any of us do in our lives, there are people who have supported us along the way right. to make our things happen that, that are good things. And you know what? That's all he was but, saying. But those, but no, That's no, 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 Mark. There's a big difference with that, that because those people who helped me and the people who helped you aren't coming back to you and wanting something from you because they did it because you helped them. And I've helped people too a lot. So it's different when we acknowledge people it t- like it takes a village but when the village then decides, because it takes a village, to come and take your stuff, because it takes a village, that's a problem. And and this speech, this was... You didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. This was a pretense that President Obama was using to actually take something from somebody. I'm talking about more taxes, uh, more regulation, more this, more this. So so when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're a person who is saying it that way... I'll acknowledge that, you know what, people all had help building things and doing things. But when it's done and when it's announced and that's announced and then it's used to further somebody's efforts to actually take something from you, then that's another story. Like, like It's like my mother would never come and say to me, you know, I helped you get this far 
And now please cut me a check for $1,000. Thank you very much. My mom would never do that, even though I'd acknowledge every day that my, I, couldn't have, I could, wouldn't be who I am without my mother, my love of my mother, my father as well. But, but, but she wouldn't come back then and say, so I'm going to take a portion of your income at 3%, Jamie. But in a way she would because <laughs> she would come to you and say, your liberal mother, would come to you and say, let's raise your taxes a little bit so that we can give some money to some poor Guatemalans. Might. So she might do that. So she might take something from you. But I'd but, rather but give my money to, to some poor Jefferson Countyans than Guatemalans. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, but, but here's the other problem with that. When, when, Why does it always have to be foreign when, people we give money when, to, when, by the way? Well, I'll tell you this. We have been so successful as a country by giving away our money to foreign people. I mean, we built Germany. We rebuilt Japan. Yeah. We, we rebuilt the entire world. That's why blacks after are so. World War that's why II, blacks are so. Trying to tear, that's tear why, it that's down. That's why blacks are so content with this country. No, because, we, because, look, because they always come in about 10th. We're fighting. In our priorities. And we're fighting here. Right behind Guatemalan children. And we're fighting here in St. Louis to overturn that kind of, of attitude. How, How are to, you fighting and, that? Well, through the, the work right now, this, uh, an, an important election uh, of Jamila Nasheed. And Jamila is is planning to come forward to try to to accomplish some of the things that you're talking about to 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 truly end the crime by getting those kids off the street with the help of well, people like Anthony Shaheed it, 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 and others. It would be it would be if, if, I, I don't think that you're going to be able to fight crime by cutting down, condemning, and and lying about the police. So no, that's where they need to start. Educating young people. Uh, no, that, but and, they, you and, know, look, let me tell you, you and I agree on, on mostly about the one police. One second, though. Jamila Nasheed, though, has, has to answer to this idea that, that, that uh, uh, whatever his turkey sandwich guy, uh, when she tweeted out that he was shot in the back of the head, I'm sure, and, and, and it was a lie. I'm sure what she's going to tell you is that the police have done many bad things. So, so therefore, and, and, I'm going to make if, this if, up. If a guy had a turkey sandwich once instead of a gun, well, that's what it is. Okay, I mean, you know, look, Michelle Obama would have been happy though with his food choice. Yeah. Uh, Another story. I want to I'm go just back. saying it's I a healthy, back, it's a healthy uh, wanna, lunch or I'd snack. Like, I'd like to go back sandwich. to where you were a minute ago when you were talking about, you know, ask not what your country can do for you. Okay. Because that's exactly the point. What you can do for your country is pay money <laughs> into the government right. so that the government can do great things for well, people. Keep, keep in mind. For keep, the country. Keep in mind that, that, uh, that uh, when it came time for um, John Kennedy, even though you're just now, now you realize that John Kennedy cut taxes. You do know that, right? You know, saying cutting taxes for people who make even a hundred, two hundred thousand a year that would even be okay if they did it. Do you know that? I mean, here again, you'll not believe this. Donald Trump raised taxes. He cut taxes for the corporations, for the big, the, the multi-billion dollar corporations. They got their taxes cut. Little people like us 
We got tax increases. I, I didn't get a oh, tax increase. You don't even know yet. Wait until the end I of the see. year. You yeah. won't even tell. Yeah, but that, that'll but, be right about but, the time the van leaves for federal yeah, prison. Okay. Yeah. You will pay more in taxes this year. I know I'm going to. I know that for a fact. Well, that's you don't have enough. You don't. You don't have a a, a genius accountant. No, I have a genius accountant, and I <clears throat> uh, he we've gone through this. This is not this is not a good thing that that Donald did. But look. What what we need to do is provide more g- money to the government. That's the point. Okay. It doesn't have to come from people making a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand a year. It does not. But it doesn't. It, it it does have to come from the big corporations that are making billions. And you know, Warren Buffett is out here saying, "Tax me." No. I, well, but Warren Buffett can do that because Warren Buffett doesn't make an income. So you you got you got to realize that that these guys out there who talk about how they they're the wealthy people they've already made their money they're not they're they're not Warren I know Buffett what you're saying. Warren Buffett does not take a paycheck uh, no, Warren Buffett not. his money is tied up yeah, in his, his stock so yeah but 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 the idea that the people that that he's somehow making some kind of sacrifice he doesn't have a check he doesn't get a paycheck like most Americans do. And so it's easy for him to say, and also easy for a lot of these other rich people to say, because they're they they already had they already made their money. They, you know, you, you go you go out to Ladue and all these liberals out there making all their uh, noises about you know voting for these left wing tax tax uh, thieves. They've already made their money, so they don't have to care. They don't. They're not getting a paycheck every every week. I so that's important. You, I guarantee you, there is a way. To lower taxes for people who really need money and raise taxes for people who really don't need the money. Right. Who you can the, redistribute some of their money right. to, to, to the public good. Mark, taxing. I mean, that's in the okay, Constitution. T- t- taxing, taxing right now is pretty much agreed by even people, even sensible people on the left, is no longer a policy. Calling for an increase in taxes, those days are gone. That's no longer a policy that's acceptable to any American. Maybe a few who might be looking for some kind of a handout, but the but the reality is that the uh, the the that's you know like even Nancy Pelosi talking about taxing the rich, doing whatever. That's not a constructive policy. It just isn't anymore. People are going to have to come up with more creative ways, and President Trump did. Oh, cutting, cutting taxes, cutting – He didn't uh, cut taxes. Uh, cutting regulations. He raised taxes on make, people. Making, making the e- economy uh, one in which people are more stakeholders of the economy. Are The employment of blacks in this country has increased dramatically. Hispanics, everybody else, business owners, you name it. People are expanding. People are hiring. Stop. Why Why are you saying that in the middle of a, a, a stock market meltdown well, that, that is that – is, Affecting the entire world and 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 creating a a cave in, yeah. Which well, is the opposite. It's too bad. It's too bad. What you're that, talking about. It's too about. bad that we didn't have like, for instance, we had. I, we we wish that during the during the time of Obama, we could we could have a Federal Reserve just like during Obama's oh, time this has nothing to do when with they the didn't Federal increase uh, interest rates. It didn't keep menacing everybody with the with the possibility of an increase in interest rates. When when the Fed, why did the Fed keep everything at zero during Obama's time? Why did they do that? 
first of all, it's not even about that. It's about the money supply. And secondly, I can tell you right now that, that well, first of all, you've got a different Fed person now. You've got this, you know, Jerome Powell and, instead of Ben Bernanke, who really saved this country from going into a, a total collapse in 2009. And, and look, there, there are policies that have to be addressed right now, and they could be if we weren't spending all of our time screwing around with this lunatic who's got to get out of here because he's yeah. doing everything, well, that's a, turning everything unfortunately, over to the Russians, treason, you guys, you guys, you guys have treason. To, okay, Mark, yeah. enough of that. Okay. You're just, you're just, now you're just being gratuitous provocative and it, it, you know that it's not treason and you're just saying well, that no, to make I everybody actually, mad i actually do think it is treason it's, but, it's not yeah. and, and 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 keep in mind all all this stuff you guys are gonna uh, here's what you're gonna have to do and i and i don't i don't want to keep you know trying to uh help you people but you're gonna have to come up with somebody and you're gonna have to come up with a policy i agree and and and, and here's unfortunately we really do. here's unfortunately what 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 you're gonna have to do and which is why you're trapped because in order for you to get elected in twenty twenty you have to actually become republican and 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 you guys aren't gonna be able to do it which is why you ta- why you why in two thousand eighteen you talked about this mythical health care you know this health care issue suddenly we're back to Social Security, Medicaid, and health care. That's all you guys had in 2018. And by the way, I, I'll remind you again, because you you keep on bringing this up like this 2018 was a watershed moment. You realize I, I could name two Republicans, although the one I can't name because I can't remember his name, but he was in Kansas. He was the Republican who came up with the amendment to the Department of Homeland Security budget that increased the number of green card visas that we'd be handing out uh, around the world. And you realize, as a Republican, his district got wind of that, and they he was defeated because of that. He wasn't defeated because everybody turned Democrat. He was defeated because he wasn't conservative enough. Then you go to Utah and you have Mia Love. Mia Love is a Republican congresswoman. She was defeated because she didn't – she pretended like she didn't know President Trump. That was not a Demo- everybody turning Democrat moment. That was a she didn't love Trump enough moment. So don't – I'll let you – trick yourself into believing that it was some kind of thing because it'll lull you into a sense of of uh, of of happiness going into 2020 and you guys won't win anything then so all i'm saying is that was not that that election of 2018 wasn't what you what you say it was well we ran the table in 2018 so no, that's but but, that, but, so, but what i'm so saying is what i'm saying is though some republicans who lost their elections it had nothing to do with people Deciding they love Democrats all of a sudden. It didn't. It had nothing to do with them. Okay, so let's agree on one thing. A policy for governing is what needs to to come out from. And we both already sides. have it, but, but we already well, from, have the policy no, for governing. We don't have a policy. We have a policy for. A, I mean, this is the ridiculous part. That's why the emolument clause uh, lawsuit is out here. This guy is out here trying to see what he can make for himself. I'm talking about you guys need to have and we need to have each of us a policy for pro-growth that addresses. But we have that already. No. (laughs) 
well, I, yeah, I don't know pro, what you're talking his, about. Yeah, the policy on your side is for the pro-growth of the Trump organization. <laughs> That's yeah. No, how can not. we? How can we it's create for the, wealth for Donald? No, it's it's. I'm talking Mark, about you're for the out country. of your mind. You have to you you have to you have to see what's going on around you, and and you know people are prosperous and people are their wages are increasing, especially in the in the uh, blue collar sector and the manufacturing sector. There, that's where you're seeing the largest growth in wages, and that's happening, Mark. And and people see it, and that's why. They're, they they have they have their eyes are glazing over when they keep on turning on the news, and somebody else is announcing some investigation here. Do you realize probably a majority of the public really isn't paying attention to any of this stuff? Well, they're paying attention to a lot. The polls say they are, but I'm going whatever say, the poll I'm, the polls said Hillary Clinton was going to be president of the United States, and she won by three percent. But Mark, she did not well, win. She by won the popular vote. It doesn't That's matter. That's I, not. I understand. The, she blew the, it. I, no, I get it. The popular. Okay. Then stop saying that. No, then. I'm just saying she's more popular than Donald. No, she's not. Well, she certainly she, was. It, no. Here, here's here's the deal. What? Wait. Was she more popular than Donald Trump in that election? Oh, uh, okay. She was more popular in Philadelphia. Okay. And in Chicago and, and in, in Miami and in Los Angeles and in Los Angeles. Sure. But 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 what, no kidding. I mean, but but it, but but it well, doesn't. Whole but our counts. system, our system is not built no, on I, popularity. I get it. Our you system guys, is built on the electoral college, and, the, and that that certainly won him the election. And if he had any, of sense, course it did. If he had any sense, he would have come in like a human being and 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 shown that he, he wanted to 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 really help the country. People won't leave him alone. Oh, I please. Mean, no, I'm serious. Oh, it's he's a, such he's such a victim. We thought we yes it is. I alone it's really, can do this. It is, it is hard to be a white man in this country these days. Oh, please. It's Come almost on. impossible. Let me tell you something. You and I are doing great as white guys. The white man is a, is a probably the, the most you're, depressed. You're a guy individual. On, the, on the right and I'm a guy on the left. And here the two of us are doing great. We're fine. We've got no problems. I wish I would have been black back in April. Oh, stop it. That, I could you know, I could have look, I would have I still have my job at 971 but then then I, then, I, then again I still have my job at 971 which isn't yeah. the you know I don't I don't really think I, I, I at this point that I, things, I want that in hindsight. Better but, things yeah. are to come. I know, but I'm just yeah. telling you, it's not. It's very difficult to be white now, and, and I, we're just I trying do, to crawl I don't, back. I don't think it has ever been difficult to be white and a man in the United States of America. The it white, the white man is trying to crawl back, uh, crawl back in this country right now. We're trying to regain what's been stolen and taken from us. What an easy life we're gonna, we've we're had gonna, uh, let me, for, but, by being white. Here, we've had, we have had we the really here you all people and people can watch this and, and I think we'll agree that that, that you got two white men standing here and we have had very nice lives do you agree yeah okay well thanks to me yeah so okay so listen i didn't say it was thanks to barack obama i'm saying that we had two of us very nice lives knows Okay. The trouble I've seen. Come on, Mark. Can I go to work? Uh, nobody knows the trouble Jamie Alman has seen. Yeah, and by the way, I say, uh, can I go I, to work? I Do you know I've, I've never worked a day in my life. I've been working on the railroad. I've, neither yeah. one of us has ever worked a day in our lives because we do what we love. 
We do what we love. All the live long day. Okay. Oh, Lordy. Whatever you want to call where I'm going, I have to go there. All right. Can I just tell you one more thing? Yes. Always. If if you guys – I'll give you this. If you guys on the left – would would I'll I'll let you say anything you want from here on out if you will stop saying that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote <laughs> a, a, be, because because it doesn't make it it's just it's not a good look on you guys it's, it's such it's, a pleasure it's, it's, it's to as, say that it's as bad as a look on you guys as uh, Nancy Pelosi's homeless lady coat that she was wearing yeah. is it it's as bad a look as as writing the the numbers. On those kids' arms, you have to keep track of people somehow. Okay, I mean, I'm serious. That's how that's how we identify people, and you keep track of people. It's probably more safe for the children to be labeled like that than 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 it is for them not to be. Yeah, it would and be, that's why it they would, do it. It would be safer if we would welcome them in, welcome them into the country, bring them all McDonald's Happy Meals. <laughs> Uh, bring there the, are, bring Mark, bring a domestic peace corps down there to hug the kids up. Mark, there and, are people and, and, waking and up, take them to school. There are people waking up this morning, probably two miles from here, yep. who haven't seen a happy meal. I agree. In five years, that's so. What so and and, and suddenly, needs, and suddenly Jamila, you want to go, you yep. want to go down and carry a bunch of happy meals yep. to people who are here illegally. It's just yes. it's, it, that's that's that uh, that quintessentially, ladies and gentlemen. Is the problem with liberalism and the left in a nutshell, and that is that you guys are always busting your asses for people who don't deserve it, and people are right in your own backyard needing your help, and you ignore them. They're, Need they're, to they're do like, both. Need well, to do both. But, well, but you don't talk about doing. Well, both. sure I do. That's the whole Jamila story. I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm a, a black person. Yeah, uh, and and and, I, I, and and the left has done what they've done to me. I'm like, man, I, I'm Absolutely. revolting. Absolutely, Tim which is why they voted for Donald Trump in and, high and, numbers. And by the way, no, they they did not. Nine percent is what voted Republican in this last election from from the black side. But Tim Person, as you know, yes. you know Tim very well. You know, he would be the first one to stand up and say that the Democrats have have screwed black people. I mean, and you know, very white active, Democrats, uh, absolutely, and, and black ones Absol- like Al Sharpton and Maxine Waters, well, who are you okay. talk about traitors to their race, yeah. Lord. We'll talk about it. Anyway, well, we I will gotta go. Okay, I gotta go. But but let me. T- okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah, thank you. Listen, uh, when you're and there. No, and no numbers on my arms. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Will you do me a big favor, though? Uh, always. Will you go when you go out there? Will you grab me some tissue paper so I can blow my friggin' nose? Yeah. Do you I'll, mind? Uh, no, I don't mind. Okay. It's just damn. Uh, it's it's the dampness in here, and in Mark's uh, high karate, I'm allergic to it. Or what is that, Mitchum, or uh, something? What that is? Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it very much. And don't call me <laughs> names like Mika. <laughs> I won't. You notice your mark, my, uh, your mic was turned off because we just we're not going to have have any of it. Let me just blow my. I'm sorry, but people, I just got to do this. You know.
We are live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. Thank you very much for listening. Happy Monday. Yes, people. <laughs> Only Mark could actually get me to chuckle at a Holocaust reference, but it's gotten to that. It's come to this. Thank you, by the way, to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like Dr. Proctor Drapery.com. Yeah. 45 years in the window treatment business, and I should say window fashion, shall I? Because that's what this is all about. Window fashions. And if you were looking for an uh, awesome gift, perhaps, to give your lovely one, how about the gift of a beautiful window treatment from Michael Proctor? Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. Mobile design unit driving right up to your doorstep. You're boom. On the way. And you are going to be in good shape with uh, Michael Proctor because he competes with all the uh, really highfalutin guys, you know, the, the high-end guys. But the value is uh, nothing to be uh, nothing to be shaking a stick at because he's got your he's your interior designer he's your guy who installs it and he's seven days a week comes right to your doorstep don't have to move anywhere and go anywhere so thank you and thank you also to Matthew Mitchell I was just talking to somebody over the weekend about Matthew eight five five quote me low premiums low deductibles right at the same time people. 855 quote me. Yeah, I um Yeah, only Mark, only left-wingers can can actually elicit chuckles when they refer to the Holocaust because everything is associated with the Holocaust. If it's not that, it's the associated with the march on Selma. Every little movement. And and putting numbers on kids uh is is not akin to the Nazis numbering Jews. It's just it, there's no comparison. <laughs> if you if you go to a swim meet or if you go to any place where there are a lot of people, if they're not giving you wristbands, somebody just mentioned the triathlons and things. It's just like this is how you keep track of people for crying out loud, or how you keep track of. Your own self or whatever. I mean, if if, if, if I mean hell, if you're um, if you're a parent, you'd probably behoove you to do that. Hell, I went into the U two hype and murmur concert Friday night, and I had to wear a wristband. I didn't think I was going to a concentration camp. By the way, those guys are really good. U two hype. Daniel was great. Thank you, Aaron, for setting us up with all that. And uh, Jason was fantastic with the murmur. That was a fun night. Definitely was. But yeah, not everything is is the Holocaust. But the, but again, in in the in the unicorn of vision realm, it absolutely is because they they have to make that so. It's much like they have to make it so that Nancy Pelosi actually looked good in that horrible coat of hers. Boy, she's no Melania, I'll tell you that. But you guys brought it up, right? I mean, not you, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a person who generally, I, I don't get off on making fun of the way people dress and certainly don't uh, troll women and how they dress. 
But, uh, you know, with the exception of, okay, Hillary, after a while, the pantsuit thing is unavoidable. You have to, uh, you have to, at some point, that becomes a thing. And, and, and you just can't avoid it when you just keep on doing that. You, you have to start talking about that. It's kind of like how, you know, President Trump, you know, he wears this long tie, you know. Big long tie all the time, but but this this idea somehow that uh, you, since they brought it up and made her into like this fashion queen, when most of us could see that that's not a good look on her, and it's not a, that's not a, a a good coat. It's a homeless lady. She she should be feeding pigeons in the thing, but it's like no, she looks wonderful. It's like. It's you talk about like the emperor has no clothes. It's like nobody knows except us that how wrong these people are. It's so crazy. It's almost it's so weird to watch what's going on. Like, yeah, it's just like the Holocaust. They're putting numbers like we're like, no, it's not. Beto O'Rourke's gonna be the next senator from Texas. We're like, no, he won't. But he looks like Robert Kennedy. It's like no, he doesn't. That's the other thing. Everybody, if you're white and you're 35, you look like Robert Kennedy all the time. He's just like Robert Kennedy. It's like he doesn't even, doesn't even look remotely like Robert Kennedy. Yeah, but he's white and he's 35. Okay, good. I get it. It's like everybody has to look. Everything has to be. Uh, everybody has to look like Robert Kennedy. <laughs> Be be the Holocaust or the March on Selma. Those are the three things that that uh, the left must bring up at all times. Looks like Robert Kennedy. I think they tried to even tell us that uh, the that fat black chick running for governor in Florida. She looks just like Robert Kennedy. It's like no, she doesn't. Anyway, I was I had to reach for that one. So do you see on MSNBC, and by the way, we're going to get to this eventually. Uh, do you see that the, uh, and again, be careful this, because this is not, so uh, the woman, uh, Miss Spain, uh, Angela Ponce, or Ponce, I think that's how you pronounce her name, uh, was in the 2018 Miss Universe pageant. And it's going to be. It was televised uh, on the uh, uh, last night on Fox, and and she was the first transgender woman to enter the Miss Universe pageant contest and was given a standing ovation. So uh, they they were they thought this was really kind of groovy that she was a uh, part of this. And uh, I, I listen, if you, if you can do it and they allow you to do it, knock yourself out really. But um, she got like better treatment than the other contestants did. And now I, and I realize that, you know, that I guess it's, I guess it's an achievement to be transgendered in the, in the pageant, I think. But what about all the other women who work so hard? conception of how we measure beauty it's exciting for me in this competition to get that it gets more and more diverse every year and tonight it marks another milestone and it was interesting because she was introduced by the uh, plus size supermodel ashley graham who uh looks really good i mean she's beautiful 
measure beauty. It's exciting. And, and, and then the fact, I, th- I think they t- introduced the transgender contestant to have somebody who's a plus size model is probably a good thing because the uniquity of the uh, of the appearance is is probably an important thing. And so they they had her introduce the uh in this competition to get, that gets more and more segment. diverse every year and tonight it marks another milestone yo siempre he pensado que que era muy positivo soñar angela ponce is everything you'd expect from the reigning miss universe spain she's smart Driven, beautiful. That's why it's good that the Miss Universe pageant probably didn't have like a weightlifting element. You know, they still do the swimsuit, I think, and they still do the other stuff. But if they had like a weightlifting or shot putting thing, she probably would have. Uh, she probably could have gotten farther, but they didn't do that. But you know what? It's it's interesting though how uh, a lot of these women worked very hard to get where they are with the Miss Universe pageant. I mean, you realize that they work their whole lives for this. And now you can you can have your disagreements or agreements with pageants or whatever and that whole genre, that whole thing. But that's that that's probably a separate issue and 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 not that big of a deal, but you can you can make a make a deal out of it. But but my my what I'm saying is she went right to the front of the line when it came to all the attention she got because she's transgender and, and to, and to women who've worked there, I mean, their whole lives to be in this pageant and be a model and, 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 and do all the things that they're doing to me, why not just have a transgender pageant? You know what I mean? Like four transgendered people, uh, or, or if you're going to have a pageant and you're allowed transgender people, why have them get all the attention when there are other people who have worked harder, maybe even harder than the transgender person? The mere fact that she's transgender is not necessarily an achievement as much as they're making it out to be. And she didn't even make it past the first round. So at that point, it's like, why is she still getting all the attention as opposed to just kind of like, okay, well, we tried that, been there, done that, and it, and it worked. I mean, uh, just I, it might be. I, I'm sure there. I'm I'm sure there are other transgendered models out there or whatever. Uh, so why not just have a have a you know a transgender Miss Universe instead of having this transgender person come in and come to the front of the line and 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 get all the attention. I'm sorry. I'm acting like I care about this. I really, it's, it's, it's a, it's Miss Universe's pageant. I'm just, I just think it's interesting how, uh, how, uh, how, how this is, uh, going down. I'm just, that, that's, that's enough on the whole, that's enough when it comes to the Miss Universe pageant. I'm done with that. Been there, done that. All right. So did you see what happened on ABC's this week? So Matt Schlapp, he's of the American Conservative Union was on with uh, Roland Martin, who really is uh, annoying, but he's he's the ABC commentator there. I think Roland was actually on MSNBC at one point. So uh, at at one point, Slap 
uh, talks about all the investigations of President Trump and, and uh, Stephanopoulos seemingly got so upset and and, and uh, so crazy that he uh, his microphone kind of kind of flew. It was it was it was the biggest issue for Mulvaney and pretty nuts. You have a liar in the Oval Office. You have a man who lies about lying. I'm laughing this week at them attacking Cohen, saying, oh, my God, he's a liar. It's sort of like John Gotti saying, oh, my God, you can't believe Sammy the Bull because, believe me, no, both of you are murderers. And so Donald Trump has to deal with it. Has been a lying president. And- you know, I, I'm, I, I feel bad about this, and, 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 and I, I guess I could study it a little bit more. But I, but I keep, I keep on uh, hearing people say this. That that, uh, in fact, my mom and I, we, we hung out a little bit yesterday. My mom said the same thing, but I love her so. But but they but they, I, I was like, mom, who have you been talking to, or seeing? Because it's like, um, well, he just lies all the time. I'm going, what? I mean, like, and I and I'm trying to figure out like what it is. That he's that he's lying about is it is it the payments or is it other stuff that I don't care I don't like I don't care anything about anything uh, regarding payments to people or doing whatever all I care about is whether or not our country is safe whether or not people are prospering uh, whether or not people are are uh, whether or not we're actually living a good life here in in the United States of America. Uh, whether or not people are happy, uh, wh- whether or not we are, um, are getting involved in wars we shouldn't get involved in, all those things matter. Whether or not we're uh, maintaining our rights uh, and, and uh, gun rights, our, our uh, uh, you know, First Amendment rights, all those things. So I care about those things. I don't care about checks that were written or – and 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 I don't believe, based on what I've been able to determine, that anything, even these checks, were illegal. They were not even, uh, to my understanding, illegal. And in fact, it, it appears that Cohen. Uh, I agree with the president. It appears that Cohen pleaded guilty uh, to something that he wasn't that wasn't a crime, only to appease the prosecutors who who wanted desperately to associate President Trump with criminal activity when, in fact, I'm not even sure that what Cohen did was a crime. Which, which is why, in my opinion, he got uh, an amazing, uh, you know, an, an amazingly low, small sentence of three years that nobody even expected. And, and even the prosecutors certainly didn't want it. But why? Why was he given such light treatment? Well, I think it's because he appeased the people he needed to appease by pleading guilty to something he didn't do, a, a crime that really was not a crime. But they wanted him so badly to. They wanted us to associate him so badly uh, with Trump as a criminal that that's that's what they're getting at. I mean, that's what they're trying to do here. I mean, I firmly believe that. 
mean, obviously, if the, if the president committed some crime, I'm just as interested as everybody else in making sure that he's punished for it. I mean, I, you know, if you if you commit the crime, you do the time, whatever. I mean, I get it, but I don't understand what what's going on. And if I sound overly naive, I'm sorry, but uh, when people like, he's just a liar, it's like, what is he lying about? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really get it. But that's the new thing. He just lies about everything and rolling, you know, rolling. He just lies about lying. That's what he lies about lying and lies. And it's like uh, nobody ever challenges these people. Anyway, there he is. Let me get him back. Well, you heard that you heard the the distinction that Rudy and Cohen saying, oh, my God, he's a liar. It's sort of like John Gotti saying, oh, my God, you can't believe Sammy the Bull because believe me. No, both of you are murderers. And so Donald Trump has to deal with well, you it. Heard, has yeah, to, yeah. It's been a lying president. And that's what he well, is. You heard, the, you heard the the distinction that Rudy Giuliani tried to draw today. He said, said it's not the same if, if, as long as it's not under oath. He but the previous lot, man, remember, he previously told us that that, look, that I, I know we have the a, payments. I know we have a big, raucous political disagreement in the country. And I know that people want to get right to every aspect of Donald Trump. But it's important to remember, and I think it came out in your interview, that all of these, all these investigations are offshoots over this question. That's Matt Schlapp, by the way. He's uh, the conservative on the the panel here. And Matt's actually a pretty good guy. He does he does a good job. He's not like these wishy-washy Republicrats who these CNN people trot out and everything else. But so he actually does a good job. But he's about to make Stephanopoulos really mad. About whether or not the president did something wrong with colluding. That's with not Putin. true. It is true. It's not true. No, 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 it is true. I just lost my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Because Stephanopoulos this- is so angry. You know, he, he can't tolerate these differences of opinion because it's Stephanopoulos who is a uh, – who is – invested in the Clintons and how Stephanopoulos became an anchor on ABC after having his role uh, being so political is beyond me. But it would never happen in any kind of Republican circle. Uh, but how, how he could manage to still be in here and have credibility is beyond me. So he kind of gets angry and loses his president said he, did, he knew nothing about I, I, the payments. Last, but time, then now I, he last time I checked, I was talking. So yeah, but also, but, but don't all, lie. All like Trump lied. I mean, you know, here, here's the thing, and this is what's driving me crazy, whether it be with CNN, MSNBC, or for that matter, even uh, even the ABC show, is is they just get these guys on there who are uh, – are just simply regurgitating the uh, Republican talking points. And, and and as long as you just get up there and say, he lies, he lies, he lies, it, you, nobody even challenges you. It's, it's, that's why I don't even watch these shows anymore because I'm just going to scream at the TV. I watch the clips. I'll do the things. I'll do this and this. But, boy, I can't, I can't tolerate it. And we, you know what I'm missing sometimes when I'm not watching TV? I'm missing – segments like Friday night segment on last man standing. Cause you know what? There is some good television out there and they, uh, they actually had the uh, episode. It's called the gift of the Mike guy. Uh, and so they gathered to decorate the tree and it was really what's really great about this show. I should watch it more because I know you, I know you guys do, but I uh, but but it, they had a shout out to veterans, which I thought was fantastic. I mean, it, it was. What are you doing here? 
Well, after your little performance at work, I thought I'd stop by and find out why you hated my gift. I didn't hate it. I loved it. It's the best gift I ever got. And the Oscar goes to anybody. <laughs> Come on, why did you hate it? All right, all right. I didn't like it. You know who gets streets named after them? Dead guys. <laughs> this is why I gave it to you this year and not next year. <laughs> and me realize that my career at Outdoor Man is really over. Do you also realize you could come back to work anytime you wanted? When a man wakes up in the morning, he needs to wake up with a purpose. See, I'm not needed at Outdoor Man. I realize that now, thanks to you. Doesn't sound like you're very grateful. <laughs> I actually am. I need to look forward, Mikey, not backwards. All right, I think I understand. No, I don't think you do at all. You know why I had 10 bar here? Sure, you don't have to pay for sex on the beach. <laughs> because I like to talk to the veterans here who feel the same way I do. Like Billy there. Yeah, look at it. He ran a munitions depot. Huge warehouse. He's moved ordnance all over the Middle East. Yeah. Now he drives an Uber. Really? Yeah. Just until he finds a place that can use his unique skills. We all have hope. That's pretty unique to have on mainstream TV. And it's one of the great things about why these folks uh, have come back and why Fox was it was so great that they picked up uh, they picked up this whole deal here after ABC canceled them uh, because. Uh, people love the show and, and you, and you rarely get, and I, I think there are some people, I, I have to tell you, I know some people who are more of a liberal persuasion and, and, and who, uh, who still support our veterans. I don't, I don't think necessarily support of veterans is a, uh, is a liberal conservative issue. I know a lot of liberals who still support our veterans and, and, uh, and, and, and that's for sure. But for whatever reason, Hollywood has never really been as, uh, never really been as, uh, forthcoming when it comes to lauding our military. In fact, I, and I have to tell you too, uh, I remember when, when Ethan was in Iraq and, uh, I would talk to people about that and he was over there and they would say, um, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'd be like, don't be sorry. He's really proud to be serving his country. He's really proud of that. Oh, it must be so difficult. I go, well, it is. As a matter of fact, it's, um, you know, he got his combat action badge over there and was, you know, shot at and pinned down and all kinds of things. And so, yeah, it was, was not bad, but I remember people, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Apollo, you know, apologizing that he was there. I always have to tell him, no, he, he really is proud to be there. He, he, he I, I think that if you asked him, he'd rather be, you know, at home, you know, uh, playing Madden football, but, but yeah, he, he, he really, uh, does enjoy that service to his country and he's all part of that. So oftentimes, even when Hollywood deals with military issues, sometimes they, uh, they, they will uh, sometimes they'll give it that treatment, like that that the the military, the veteran has to be uh, downtrodden, and, and and everything they did was traumatic and terrible. And the fact of the matter is, war is very difficult, and to be in the military, it's very very difficult. But many people in the military 
were are proud to have been in the military and are very proud of their service. And so, oh, I'm sorry, doesn't really necessarily cut it. And even in this situation, with the with the uh, the way that the veterans uh, are treated in this last man standing part, I think the the message there is that America tends not to appreciate its veterans once they get home as much as they should. And uh, that, that, that is true. And so this guy driving an Uber, which actually driving an Uber isn't, you know, like isn't a bad job necessarily, but if that's what you're doing because someone won't hire you uh, and, and, and because you're too old or whatever, and, and don't realize that, you know, a good way to pay you back would be to, to have uh, for your services to actually give you a chance then uh, I think that's a good that's a that's a definitely a, a good message. It's interesting too, you know. Uh, Ethan uh, is it's it's interesting. It's 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 when you're a 29 year old veteran, right? Uh, as as Ethan is, and and serving in Iraq and everything else. Uh, what happens is you generally don't talk about. You know, because he turned twenty in Iraq, so he was a, a very young man. And he he um, he joined right out of uh, out of high school. Actually, he was still a uh, senior in high school, and he uh, so so he so he served over there and came back. But but it's unlikely that many of his peers. He lives in Chicago now, but it's unlikely that many of his peers. He might be working with a lot of people. They might not even know. That he actually served in Iraq, uh, because it, first of all, he wouldn't be likely be bringing it up, and secondly, uh, it's it's not people have kind of just kind of forgotten about it and don't talk about it, and that's that's how a lot of veterans are. They don't they don't always run around and say I'm a veteran, and they also don't look for something from you because they were veterans. In fact, veterans are probably the uh, the most humble the people out there and and uh, tim thank you for your service buddy 23 years you served uh let's see i'll tell you my 23 years served was my biggest accomplishment right on buddy well thank you very much for uh for what you did and, and for all you guys out there i was thinking about this the other day uh too that that um you know i'm 55 50 am i 55 or 56 i think i turned 56 in march so uh, I, when I was a kid, and I, and I didn't know this, and I didn't realize this, but when I was a kid, I, it finally dawned on me later on in life that a lot of the guys like Mr. Stricker and Mr. Deardorff, who are the, um, the coaches and the, and the, and the gym guys and the, and the guys who were doing athletics and stuff uh, at Jackson Park Elementary, where I was, they... Um, they were uh, World War II veterans, and you never, never would have known it. So, I mean, this is I'm I'm basically in uh, school, and this is like sixty eight, sixty nine, you know, seventy, and uh, it's and these guys, uh, some of them were actually even Vietnam veterans, but uh, but a lot of them were World War II veterans, and I I had no, I would have never known it, but they were. And there were a lot of my a lot of teachers and stuff like that. They came back from from service and and became teachers and that kind of thing. And 
it was not uncommon for uh, us to have rubbed shoulders with uh, World War II heroes and never even known it. So, yeah, veterans generally don't talk a lot about what they what they do and and uh, aren't likely to to ask for uh, laudatory statements or appreciation, but uh, but it's nice to be able to give it without uh, having to be asked. And so that was great to see though in Last Man Standing. There's a guy, it was about a guy who, he, he was just, you know, uh, shouting out the veterans. It's great. Love this Laura Ingram bit, by the way. And uh, this is one of the reasons why uh, the, uh, the Fox News at night is uh, still tolerable and, and still, I'm still, I still appreciate the, the, the nighttime lineup so much. Um, I think there's probably some, there's probably some, you know, reason why the daytime of Fox News is so insufferable. Uh, and and I have to tell you, I I could because I get out of here at nine and then I'm I might be, you know, doing whatever I need to do afterwards and I've got the Fox News on in the Jeep. So I like to pay attention to stuff. I mean every once in a while I'll turn on something else, but uh let me see what Stern's up to or play some music or do whatever. But I, I generally will uh put Fox News on and listen to it, but it's hard to because, uh, and I don't know whether you guys do, uh, because you're at work. So you may, so you're probably, you know, missing it, but, uh, boy, that, that show, like Bill Hemmerer and Sandra Smith, it's like, Oh Lord, I just, it's just, uh, I mean, I love Sandra Smith used to be on with me, but she was, the, she was, that was when she was doing financial and business reporting and stuff like that. And uh, and now they've made them all into like these uh, happy, snappy, uh, chirpy anchors there, and it's really kind of hard to to watch. I, I don't know. I don't know whether you guys get the same feeling, but it's that. And then I mean, I think I think the uh, I, I like the uh, outnumbered show. That's 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 interesting. Harris Faulkner is good, but she's uh, uh, sometimes a little little much but i mean i but 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 i think i think generally she's she's good but there's a lot of harris faulkner that at that time and you know i i sometimes have had my fill and then the uh then then they then it's uh shepherd smith no it's then it's dana perino time and dana perino is uh really a horrible anchor uh and she just reads her teleprompter I noticed the other day her teleprompter didn't work and she didn't know what to do. It was like, wow, what's what happened? It's like it you know how it usually it's a joke like an anchorman or something when the teleprompter goes out and you're like, Well, you know, um and and, and like and, and and he didn't know what to do, or he would read whatever was up on the prompter, you know, like they they'd put like trick him and he'd read whatever was up there. And I knew people like that in TV. But but she just reads like this teleprompter. But but when it went out on her one time, she had no idea what to do. They went right to a break. It's like, pff, wow. Then it's Shepard Smith time, and and that's unwatchable. Uh, you know, uncompletely uh, un- unwatchable. Uh, watchable uh, with Shepard Smith, who's who's I don't know what he's done or what pictures he has of people or what it is, but for whatever reason, that dude gets away with murder on that thing. Yeah, Dana, I she is Mary. She's kind of full of. She's an ex Bushy, and you know, 
What a book about her dumb dog, Jasper, and, you know, whatever. So, anyway, so, so then you have, uh, let's see. Then, let's see, you have Shepard Smith. Then after that, you had Neil Cavuto. And listen to me, like, critiquing the whole thing. I like the guys in the morning, you know. Brian's a good guy, and he's a solid dude. I think I think the people in the morning are good. I don't, I don't actually watch them because I'm doing this. Uh, so you have that, and uh, and they have the... Uh, the Neil Cavuto and Cavuto is a, I had somebody suggest that I watch the, actually the Fox business channel than uh, as opposed to the other one. I think you're probably right. I, I don't watch it enough. I don't think. So you have, uh, you have Cavuto and Cavuto is okay, but, but he's really hard to, to watch and, and listen to. And I usually listen to these folks, but I, I cause I don't, I'm not watching cause I'm, I'm in my car. So uh, I usually listen, and I, uh, I, 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 Cavuto interrupts people all. It drives me crazy, and it seems to me that the anchors, the, the, you can always tell if I, if you listen to it as much as I do. I probably listen to it too much. Come to think of it, if you listen to it as much as I do, you can start to learn that somehow, somewhere, somebody has, uh, somebody's all consulted with them. Because you can tell about how they operate, like like they interrupt people, like like the, before somebody finishes a sentence, they jump in, like Hemera does that all the time, uh, where they jump in before they're even finished talking, and and, and I understand that you got to kind of move things along, but it happens a lot. I mean, it really is, it, it happens quite a bit. I don't know why that is, but it seems like they all do it. And Cavuto is really hard to listen to because he does. He interrupts people incessantly. And, yeah, Maria, who actually – Maria Bartiromo, I've talked to um, uh, off and on. These The folks, some of the people who used to be on, like Chris Wallace, who I've had email exchanges with. But the problem is, you know, see, Judge Napolitano is different because Judge Napolitano has, you know, told them that basically we've been we, – we're friends. And we are friends, so he's gotten the pass on uh, being on on my uh, on my show, whereas the other guys, you know, ha- have to get, have permission to be on anything other than a Fox affiliate, and they haven't been able to receive it. Uh, and so Maria hasn't been able to nail down. Uh, I thought I could make some headway when I was up there, but but they don't let them appear on non. Uh, Fox affiliates, and I'm not a Fox affiliate, and so it's hard to get to get them on. Uh, I kind of have to, you know. Judge Napolitano was an exception, but he kind of demanded it, and he's he and, and Judge Napolitano uh, has some pretty heavy duty weight up there and at Fox News, and he can do pretty much whatever he wants to do. But then you have. Uh, uh, the, yeah, Mary, they want to have no favorites. It's one thing to show favorites. It's another thing just to have this kind of, you know, just for the sake of it type of, uh, you know, interruption. So they have that one. Then the Cavuto show. Then the five is pretty good. I think I, I like that show. Uh, I think those are those folks are pretty good. Uh, Greg Gutfeld is funny. And uh, what's his face with the pop collar? I forgot his name. He's sometimes pretty good. And even Juan Williams can be somewhat. You know, they're, they're, it's a pretty. It's not a bad show. Then I think it's um, Martha McCallum, 
then Tucker, then then you get into the the, the big guns who I love, and uh, and Tucker Carlson is great. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Brett Bear's show. He does a pretty good job. And then you have, uh, then you have Maria. Or, no, I'm sorry, Martha. Then you have Tucker, and that's when you start to get into the to the heavy lifting. And Tucker Carlson's show is is awesome. And again, Tucker's another one where you know he's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time, but uh, but he hasn't got to the point yet where he can tell them to go take a hike and and be on with me. And uh, and 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 of course, people like Hannity. And Laura, they don't really do – they just don't do uh, affiliate hits at all generally. So you're not going to get them on as, as regular guests, and, and they don't do uh, uh, affiliates uh, things. Uh, Rob wants to know what the status of the radio station thing. Well, okay, here's the deal. Um, I have about three different radio dial operations floating around right now. Uh and things are going to happen by January, so it's it's so there's a it's things are going to be happening fairly rapidly within the next um, two weeks or so. When we come back on the, it'll be in the middle of Jan. It'll be in the middle of the first week of January. Um, uh, we will be in a different place, and and, and also uh, and by that time, there's a good chance I'll be on a dial. But it it only it's all going to depend on whether or not I've I've able to work out a satisfactory deal uh, right now. So uh, as you all know, it's already been in the paper before. Um, I I'm I'm talking with 590. Uh, I'm talking with 1380. The answer. And I've got another one that I'm in discussions with that I can't really talk much about. So I've got a third one. And so that's the status of the dial position. And really, uh, the, the right now, for instance, uh, with my show that I do right now, Radio Free Allman on the stream and on Facebook, uh, right now I have as many listeners as – any of these guys that I'm talking to have in the morning. So I, I, have more, I have more listeners than the morning show there currently on anybody I'm with anybody I'm talking to. So uh, I want the dial uh, and I want the, the dial position only as a fifth way to communicate to people right now, because uh, nowadays, especially with the stream, and with the uh, and with the uh, podcasting and and with Facebook and with ultimately YouTube, which we're going to get more, you know, uh, get a get a bigger profile on uh, the radio dial is just another uh, uh, is a fifth way to get on uh, with to, to find me because believe it or not, even with all the people who listen to the show right now and all the people who are uh, you know listening and, and where I'm competing just as well with them, uh, there still are people who still need to get me on the radio, a radio dial. That's just how they operate. They don't have it. They don't do apps and they don't do, um, you know, Facebook. Some people aren't even on Facebook. So you have to be able to reach that fifth level there. And it also, also helps with your advertising as well. Uh, and, and the reality is too, there are very few advertisers out there who get this. For whatever reason, they've been taught 
and trained to believe that the uh, the radio dial is the only way to really reach people. And and I and I would argue actually that uh, that dial radio is probably less efficient for an advertiser uh, unless you do it the way I do it and I will do it, which is making more time and infusing it in your product as opposed to taking these stop set. There will be stop sets, but I'm just saying that, that it's uh it's a different kind of vibe, you know? Um, but, but nonetheless, it's just, it's the world we live in and advertisers have to kind of, uh, if you got to give them what they want. And if they don't get this, even though it's, it has a much better return for them, it's a much better investment, uh, that a radio dial is, but but if you have a fifth, uh, if like me, when I have five platforms, like there's not a radio station in town, with the exception of maybe the point, that has as much Facebook interaction and presence than I do. So so there you could go, you could go on to the morning show over at ninety seven one. They turn that baby on. They're like five people on the uh, watching the Facebook feed. You know, I mean, it's there's nobody doing this what i'm doing and and the, the point is probably my closest competition in that regard i found a picture of myself last night it was when i was at my mom's uh i of of me and a, and a, i was i had to be all of about uh 18 or something with with a with a uh Casey radio shirt on t-shirt on with the with uh with sweet meat on it and everything Wearing my Casey shirt. I remember having that shirt. I love that shirt. I don't know where it is now, but uh, I had to post that picture. You throw back Thursday. All right. So anyway, back to the Fox thing. So that's my update on on radio. So um, I, I'm going to go and uh, and and uh, what's up, Daniel? Hey, by the way, man, you guys were awesome. And Rob, thanks for asking, man. I'll let you know. I'll keep you guys informed about everything. But things are really working out really well. But everything's now coming at once, though, which is kind of crazy. So it's like I've been, you know, I, I once I got my court case settled, and once I was able to prevail and get them to tear up that contract and leave me alone, uh, things started happening pretty rapidly. So, uh, so now everything's happening like in one week. So even like the, by the end of this week. My 2019 will be vastly different than my 2019 is right now. So it's so just to show you, and it couldn't come at a better time, like Christmas, because there's no pressure during that period of time. Anyway, Daniel, thanks, buddy. You guys were really great uh, at Del Mar Hall, U2 Hype, and Murmur. I mean, it was a fun night. And I, I hope that you guys... Had a lot of people out there. I ran into a few people who said hello and who heard about you guys on the uh, on the radio show. So I, I really appreciated that. But it was a really, really good uh, good night, fun night. Uh, went out there with uh, Phil Valencia and, uh, you know, Nine Killer. We had a good good old time. You know, what's funny is it was a 21-plus concert, right? So I, was, I, I, I was going to take Aiden. And, uh, and in fact, it was Aiden who looked um, at the uh, – yeah, I put the post on my on my private page. I put the – I probably could have done it on the public page. I just didn't – I forgot about that. But I put it on my private page, the uh, Facebook pictures. If you guys are – I hope you guys are all friends of mine uh, and, uh, and, and see the pictures and stuff like that from that night. It was great. So I, I was going to take Aiden with me, and Aiden's the one who was like looking at the – the thing on the on the internet, and it said a tw- it was a twenty one plus 
uh, concert. And so I thought, oh, Aiden's 14. He can't get in. And I I thought that, um, you know, and, and usually in my mind, when, when these when these organizations uh, are, uh, yeah, if I go public, Daniel, people start to, you know, uh, people start to really, uh, they, they start to troll. You know, I, I'm not, I don't allow them on the, on my page. So I'll put some pics up on the, on the, on the, on the, RFA page. Anyway, so I, I, I was going to take Aiden, and Aiden's the one who found out it was 21 plus, and he asked me, he goes, you know, this concert is 21 plus. I'm going, oh. And I thought, well, uh, there's no way then that uh, that that he can get in, because especially with liquor laws the way they are and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, the, these guys who are in this business, they do not mess around with uh liquor control you know what i mean i mean you you if they say it's 21 plus i always thought well there's no way like i would take aiden to concerts at the uh, pageant and we would go into a uh we would go into a uh we, we were a separate area of the pageant like it's like it's a separate area for parents and kids so uh and actually they're pretty darn good seats but like if i were to go get a drink at the bar like I couldn't bring in, like I couldn't grab a beer and and take it into that area. They don't have, they don't allow any liquor in there, nothing. So they're really strict when it comes to liquor control and everything else. And so um, that's that's what we used to do when I when I would take him as a really younger kid uh, to a concert. They haven't had really much in, in that that has been interesting to us. But anyway, so we uh, so I get there. And uh, Phil and I are just grabbing a beer, do a drink or whatever. And I see this little kid running around. I'm going, "What? You mean, you mean Aiden could have come come with us?" Uh, and uh, and so uh, I asked the bartender. I go, "So what's up with the twenty one plus thing?" He goes, "Well, if you're with your parent, you can you can you can you can be under twenty one if you're with the parent." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't know that." And uh, so. At that point, so I'm I'm there, and Brandy uh, had let us in backstage and everything else. It was it was really cool to be able to have that kind of coolness and be close to the action. And so at that point, then I texted Aiden, and I I said I can Uber you down here, you know. And by that time, it's you know we didn't get there until later. Uh, I don't know what time it was. Almost close to nine, and. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna just Uber Aiden down to the to Del Mar Hall, and he's like, "Yeah, it's okay, just stay here, hang out, go to sleep, go to bed early." And he had a big day the next day, so I was like, "Okay, that's fine." But anyway, I didn't know that, so next time I'll remember that that's the deal. But anyway, it was a fun time, fun night, and two great bands, and everything that uh, that you you thought there was going to be. All right, so I'm gonna go back to. Where I told you I was going to go. So I was just at Tucker. So you have Tucker, then you have Laura, then you have Hannity. That's when you have the evening time, which is, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and, and, uh, and it is the best of Fox News. And this is where, this is where the truth is. This is the, and, and thank goodness that actually that's also where the, uh, the, the people, uh, they, they're the most popular. I mean, MSNBC, their ratings have increased quite a bit. 
Uh, but but still, Fox News is dominant. And here's why. Uh, because people like Laura Ingram, they love to kind of call the media out because that's really, you know, people think, you know, don't talk um, uh, don't talk so much about, well, I did, I, Margaret, I did mention you. I mentioned you, I put pictures of you up on my Facebook page. Anyway, so the, uh, the uh, Ingram angle on, on Friday, they had a, uh, she had a segment about how odd it was that uh, the media now decided that they, they, that uh, Cohen is uh, a, an amazing person. Like, like, like he's like, they, they, they're, they're elevated him to this status um, of of just uh, of being, you know, this amazing guy. When that's not the, how the media portrayed him before. That's not how the media um, talked about him before. And 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 the added benefit of having all this in the media is that you're actually people record your shows and your videos, and people like Laura play them back. Was Trump was a hopeless liar or didn't lie. The most remarkable thing about this interview, aside from its transparency, is the idea that the media, they now see Cohen as some type of uh, almost an honest broker. That's a lot different from the way they viewed him during the campaign days. He shouldn't be a lawyer. That's not the way you communicate. Uh, <laughs> you don't go to law school to act like a thug. Michael Cohen, the goon that he is. But if he's serious about becoming president, he's got to get rid of the goons. Mike- that, that's S.E. Cup, who, by the way, has just become a waste of skin when it comes to uh, being the so-called conservative commentator that she once was. And uh, I guess she either decided she couldn't compete with others or she just had to... Uh, uh, she just had to, you know, kind of change her stripes just to make herself relevant. But that's SC Cup talking about Cohen. They they really didn't like old Cohen back in the day. Cohen does him absolutely well, no favors. This guy is a thug with a law degree and a billionaire boss. It's a group of scumbags like Michael Cohen. These are these are the never Trumpers now uh, who who uh, have been talking about. Uh, Cohen. These are all the Never Trumpers who now think Cohen is uh, a sage, right? Telling the in truth. Around, uh, in cahoots with each other. Nice to see the word scumbag used for the American flag uh, behind him. Uh, well, Cohen was ordered to report to jail on March 6th, so expect to see three more months of I'm a changed man narratives and I'm really sorry sob stories. I just can't wait to see where he ends up next. Maybe, I don't know, Rachel Ray, does she have an open booking? <laughs> Cohen's been stirring it up for so long, I'm sure he'd be great in the kitchen. Joining me now with reaction is Alan. Yeah, I mean, perfect. And Laura is just, I, I love her to death. And it's too bad. She's getting rid of a radio show, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, that is, um, that, uh, but, but still, she's on TV and doing, doing, doing a great job. So, uh, it's interesting. So, so Cohen, by the way, I don't know whether you heard uh, some of the interviews that have been uh, done with him. And uh, Cohen is taking on this little pathetic kind of victimy type of appearance. And at one time, Cohen actually had the nerve to uh, act as if you know all of his work now is being done 
because uh, because the uh, his dad, I think, was like a Holocaust survivor or something. So he he pulled out the uh, the 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 Holocaust line to try to see if he could somehow uh, get some attention that way. And so uh, his dad, you know, supposedly said, son, uh, you, you must live an honest life because I'm a Holocaust. I don't even know what the situation was, but I do know he trotted out the, uh, the whole Holocaust meme in an effort to, uh, to, to, to make some headway. I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys do Fox. Have you guys, um, do you guys tune into blaze TV at all? Uh, the Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, Eric Bowling, who Eric was going to be on the show with me. I don't know why he didn't ever pop up. He was, he was over there at MRC TV. Uh, and then, uh, Steven Crowder, who I have very, uh, yeah. But, but, uh, what do you guys think of, of that? Are you on, are you, are you on blaze TV? They promised no censors and no liberal ads on Blaze TV, which is interesting. I mean, I, listen, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, I wish them luck. And the more conservative voices out there, the better, although I don't think Glenn Beck is – I don't know what he's up to. But uh, but Mark Levin is uh, is a good catch, and Eric Bowling is too, and um, probably saving Beck's ass by getting in there with uh, Blaze TV. I don't know. I don't know how Beck got them. I guess any some guys uh, any any kind of formula uh, format that that puts you at a higher level is better. Mark Levin's awesome, but I uh, you know got to pay for it. You aren't paying for this, are you? So here's another thing that uh, Mark Kasin needs to listen to when he talks about uh, why people don't care about all this nonsense going on with uh, with. Cohen or with all these Stormy Daniels things and all these investigations and all these things that there were our eyes are glazing over. And it's because we're seeing a country that is, uh, is improving economically. We're seeing wages increasing. We're seeing more people getting jobs. We're seeing companies expanding. We're seeing the middle class. I'm talking about the manufacturing class. We're seeing that coming back. We're seeing people who uh, are uh, starting to have hope uh, in small towns now because uh, they're firing up steel mills and some of the feeder companies that feed into the larger companies that are also benefiting are are uh, doing great work. The, 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 you know, it's one th- when when Boeing is successful and Boeing is doing really well. There are 120 other companies that are uh, are doing great, thanks to Boeing. And so, uh, so when U.S. Steel is doing amazing, there are other countries who feed into them as raw material providers, all that kind of thing, uh, 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 builders of the ovens, all kinds of things that, that 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 you can't imagine how it all trickles down. And so, there's a reason why Americans are tuning out to this onslaught of anti-Trump stuff and this news and this kind of stuff, uh, and, and they're tuning out of it because their lives are improving. 
their their lives, their wages are increasing. They're seeing people in their families getting jobs where they weren't getting jobs before. They're seeing a president who has uh, focused not only on lower taxes, but also on less regulation. And, and, and the less regulation means that people are going to be able to do what they do and thrive in their businesses like never before. And I'm talking about just simple things like uh, like some like people are talking about the, the water restrictions, those kind of things. Do you realize that up until President Trump was elected, uh, you could talk to somebody who uh, is building or doing something. You know how hard it was up until now just to dig a ditch in this town? And, and a lot of it also was because of uh, county and city governments as well. Those aren't, those aren't much better. But if we could work on that, where once we get the federal government out of our hairs, we can work on the uh, county uh, situations, county government situations, uh, maybe that would be better. Do you, you realize that uh, Dave MacArthur, who, by the way, congratulations to Moose, who is now a full-fledged police officer. Dave, I've been talking to him about getting him um, – on the show, he and Moose on the show, but I don't know whether if you're following him on Facebook or whatever, um, uh, you know, make sure you check it out because Moose is now a police officer, which is just fantastic. And I'm so, so proud of that family and, and so happy for uh, the MacArthur's. What a, what a great crew they are. But uh, back in the day, first of all, uh, Dave MacArthur was the one who called BS on the uh, on the on the coal killing policies of Barack Obama, because remember that was MacArthur's bakery, and remember they baked with ovens, and remember that ovens require a lot of electricity, and remember when electric rates necessarily skyrocketed, that hurt people like Dave MacArthur, but nonetheless, in spite of the government. In spite of all the crap the government was laying on MacArthur's bakery and Dave MacArthur, uh, he still wound up expanding out to, I think it was Chesterfield, where they had a MacArthur's bakery out there. If I'm not mistaken, it's either Chesterfield or Manchester, some area out there. Do you realize how hard it was for him to put in a bakery out there because of all the unbelievable regulatory, fire codey, all kinds of stuff to be able to put in a bakery out there. It was almost impossible because of all the codes and all the regulations. Chesterfield, thank you, Vicki. Uh, all the regulations, it was miserable. And that's not because just because of the federal government. That's because uh, that's what governments do. They're all their bullcrap permitting and all that kind of stuff they do. It's just impossible sometimes to do uh, to do business out there in these places. But yeah, McCar- uh, Dave put in that uh, put in that thing uh, anyway. And uh, yeah, n- uh, now on Long Road in Edison. Thank you, Jeannie Ames. Good to see you again, Jeannie. By the way, hope you and your family are doing well. But they uh, they. It was so hard for him to get this thing. I remember him struggling. I remember talking to him on the phone about this stuff, and he'd come in every once in a while and do the show, and and uh, we'd see him on national TV sometimes. 
But uh, man, it was almost impossible to put that thing in there. He was he every time he turned around, there was some code, there was some this, there was some that. And actually, uh, it's not about meeting the codes; it's about the expense of meeting the codes. It was so damn hard. And and, and man, but he did it anyway. But anyway, the what President Trump is doing, and a lot of these codes locally are reflections of compliance with federal codes. So so in order to comply with federal codes, the enforcers of the federal codes sometimes are the local localities. I mean, it's a complicated thing, but damn, uh, if you if you if building a digging a ditch, a trench in St. Louis County was next to impossible in terms of the, the amount of what you had to go through to do it. So anyway, uh, the president, by deregulation, is really helping this country a lot in ways that you haven't really seen yet. But you talk to any business owner, and it, it, it'll change your life. It'll change your outlook completely. And, you, and it'll give you a sense as to why every time you turn on the TV and you see something about an investigation, why a lot of Americans just don't care. They yawn. Huh. Oh, another investigation. I mean, unless you're a left winger or died and, 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 and you haven't yet, you're still mired in the three first three stages of grief uh, and you can't get out of it uh, and you haven't recovered, then, yeah, the, he's, he's terrible and he's a menace. But for most of us, he's improving our lives. And people know that and people see that, which is why they tune out this constant barrage of criticism or whatever. And then the people they poll are just people who are, a lot of people are news consumers anyway. And who wouldn't have a negative viewpoint of Donald Trump if you watch the news? It's kind of like if you watched uh, the local news in town here, you'd think uh, people were being, you know, like it's a bloodbath all over the place, but it's really not. That's why people get the wrong idea that the city of St. Louis is so dangerous. They don't go downtown and don't go there and there because they watch the news. Stop watching the news. You'll be much safer. I'm just telling you. Protect, protect yourselves and don't watch the news. So anyway, unless I'm back on there with the Almond Report, then you can watch the news because I didn't cover murders and fires. We had we had a better outlook of the uh, of our community than that. So anyway, uh, the president is doing great work, and young uh, and young people and old people are noticing and seeing the prosperity around them, and so they're they're tuning things out. And I'll give you one more another example of that. Forty seven states have seen food stamp enrollment dropping over the past year. 47 out of 50 states, or 52 if you want to take Barack Obama's math, according to the latest U.S. Department of Agriculture stats, and that's the, those are the guys, the USDA, those are the guys who, uh, who uh, hand out food stamps. And I've always thought that uh, the food stamp program was the, the most defensible kind of welfare program uh, and and also the most efficient program, even though there are a lot of people who abuse food stamps. I know a lot of people who have also, though, benefited greatly from food stamps uh, and have wound up somehow in a bad situation and suddenly needed to help. And if if all I had to do was support food stamp programs, I would that would, I would be more than happy to 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 do that. I've have nothing um, 
nothing against the food stamps, that's for sure, uh, except for the abuse of them. And uh, let's see, Emily says, my husband sells modular homes. We know all about how difficult it is to dig a friggin' hole. I know it is. Um. He said that he stopped selling to people in Jeffco because regulations are crazy. Apparently, they're that's I mean that's just terrible. There's no there's no reason why our, these governments ought to be making life harder on their citizens. It's just outrageous. And I realize there has to be a certain level of consistency. I, and I and I get it with stuff like that and and you know running pipe. I mean I, I get all the consistency elements there. And and you can't have shoddy stuff, and I I, I I get all that. But at some point, my lord, leave people alone. Anyway, so uh, the uh, majority of states saw declines in the number of people enrolling in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Over the past year, with 47 states reporting a decline in enrollment between September t- 2017 and September 2018, Some states even reported double-digit drops in food stamp enrollment. Food stamp enrollment went down the most in Texas, where 32.2% of food stamp recipients dropped out of the welfare program. Now, what is going on in Texas? Well, oil. Why is oil thriving in the oil business? Why is Texas now the third biggest oil producer in the world? Texas, okay? I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about Texas. Right behind, I think, uh, China and and some other country. But Texas is now one of the top, oil-producing entities in the world. Why is that? It's because of President Trump. It's because President Trump came in and started to open up the pipelines and open up permitting and and open up drilling. You realize Obama uh, was sitting on permits after permit after permit for people to... uh, to explore and do and and to and to and to drill and do all that kind of stuff, and President Trump has opened up and helped opened up these pipelines and and the drilling, and and and, and he's releasing the permits finally to drill that have been that Obama was sitting on, and and, and certainly Obama wasn't that much of a crazy person when it came to the oil business. I mean, he didn't, but, but, but there's no doubt that during that period of time, uh, oil production was, uh, was not as good as it is right now. And, and so do you see how that's coinciding with the regulatory environment that President Trump has created? It's not an accident that Texas has seen a 32% drop in food stamp recipients. That's not an accident. That's directly related to the oil business in Texas. It's directly related to that. And, 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 and the oil boom in Texas, and the oil boom in Texas is directly related to the election of Donald J. Trump as President of the United States. 
And you know, actually, there are, I, I saw a story not too long ago. And of course, these, um, these stories don't get reported a lot in the news media. They, they care more about uh, squatting Guatemalans than they do about Americans in the news media. So they, they're not going to, they don't report. I saw one story and it was in, I believe, uh, the Business Insider or something down in Texas where they actually now have these oil drilling camps. Like people are going down and staying in temporary housing down in Texas, working in the oil fields. And on oil platforms and that kind of stuff, and and so these these guys somehow uh, sometimes are leaving uh, their um, their their uh, homes in other states and even coming to Texas. But anyway, the, the Texas population itself, though, is greatly benefiting. They now have jobs and incomes and are making money, which is why they're not uh, they're not taking the uh, the food stamps at that rate. So 32.2% drop in food stamp recipients in Texas. And, and again, those people aren't paying attention to what Cohen is saying and the Mueller investigation and impeachment or whatever. They're not paying attention to that at all because they're seeing this. North Carolina saw uh, an 18.9% drop in residents uh, opting out of food stamps. That's, that's, a, that's a still, that's a significant drop, close to 20%. And Alaska uh, took third with uh, 15% of residents discontinuing their participation in the program. The uh, only two states reported a slight increase in enrollment, and that's Kansas at 3.2% increase. I don't know why that is. Uh, and Colorado with a 1.6% increase in food stamp usage. Uh, I don't know why that is. Rhode Island didn't bother reporting. I don't know why. But but it's, it's, it's clearly uh, uh, a situation where uh, we, we are in a state of prosperity in this country now. Now... Uh, the the people who are going off the food stamp rolls are not, and don't let anybody tell you, are not going off the food stamp rolls because it's harder to get food stamps. In fact, over the years, it's become easier uh, to get food stamps. There was a time when it was really kind of uh, hard for people sometimes to to, uh, to 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 be in the food stamp program. Uh, because they, some people were like frustrated by it even because they were, they were considered too wealthy to get food stamps, even though they, they, they clearly were not, but, uh, but, but they, they were, this is a, this is a pretty big deal, especially among, uh, uh, for, for regular old Americans. And that's why they're not paying attention to the stuff we're seeing on the news right now. And why, when you keep hearing, you know, Roland Martin, you know, uh, say, you know, uh, Oh, he lies all the time. He lies about lying. It's like, oh, so what? Shut up. The only reason you care is because you're a Democrat and you don't you don't want to, you know, you don't want to 
face up to the fact that you're going to probably lose again in 2020 and you just don't have any uh, have anything going on. And here's another indicator that people are more happy than than they are uh, given credit for. There's a new CNN poll out, and it is detailing uh, the people's views of uh, impeaching President Trump. So it's a new CNN poll, and it says a majority of Americans are opposed to impeaching Donald Trump. In September, uh, 47%, this is from September, supported impeaching the president. And now 50% say he shouldn't be removed from office. According to the CNN poll, uh, half 50% say they don't feel that Trump ought to be impeached and removed from office, while 43% say he should be. So that's interesting because um, if you look at the voting totals, 43% is lower than the percentage of uh, votes that Hillary Clinton got. And again, these are polls. We remember polls, uh, and and polls told us that Hillary is going to win, and she didn't. Here's uh, this is interesting to look at as it relates to Nixon, for instance. Support for impeachment of Trump remains higher than it was for each of the last three presidents at any time it was asked. It's on par with President Richard Nixon, who forty three percent of Americans said should be impeached and removed from office in March of seventy four. That's interesting how even at that time, though, keep in mind, 43%, that's President Nixon who actually uh, did commit a crime. I mean, he did, he, he was involved in like a real cover-up. They really found, found that, that he was involved in it. And what's sad about it is that Nixon, <clears throat> pardon me, is that, is that Nixon didn't, you know, wasn't the one who authorized the break-in. You know, he he didn't actually know about it until afterwards. And, and, and the sad thing is that had Nixon come out and spoken to the American people and said, you know what, I I thought that if this were revealed and this happened, that it would be bad for the country. And uh, so I lied. And I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, I, I I I'm not saying that I lied for the right reasons or the wrong whatever. I'm 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 just telling you I did lie. Here are my reasons for it, and I'm asking for you to forgive me. And I guarantee you, Nixon would never have. He might have been impeached, right? But he never would have resigned. He never would have quit. I think Americans would have uh, would have forgiven him, and and actually, if you look at the forty three percent of Americans who said he he should be impeached, that's pretty low, knowing what they knew in nineteen seventy four about Richard Nixon. That's pretty low. You'd think like sixty percent of Americans, once they found out the president was involved in a cover up, would be like, get him out of here. But they didn't. I mean, you know, less than half the country wanted the president Nixon impeached. Impeachment is a is a uh, bad thing overall, and most normal Americans understand that. I wasn't for the impeachment of Bill Clinton. I thought that was going to be 
uh, impeachments are disasters for countries. If you want to have a sure way of uh, destroying this country's economy and everything else, impeach your president. See how that goes. And even actually, even actually the fact that the Democrats are talking about it, uh, they ought to be ashamed of themselves for it because they're only doing it because they're not doing it for any real reason other than the fact that they lost an election and they want to they want to right the ship there. Now, uh, uh, most of the shifts, though, uh, in in the in the views of impeachment, on, according to the CNN poll, come mostly from independents. So, uh, you know, people who are kind of considering themselves independent. So there, there had to be some independents who voted for uh, um, the, the, uh, the the this whole idea that that somehow, you know, um, there there were independents who voted for Hillary. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty much the case. And, and and so going into 2020 and the next two years, is that really going to be the, the Democrats' path? I mean, knowing that a majority don't agree with impeachment, Americans don't agree with impeachment, and, and, and knowing that even in the days of Nixon, 40, uh, 43% of Americans didn't want to impeach, uh, do they really think that this is going to be their path to victory in 2020 by uh, harassing uh, the president for the next two years and 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 ordering up impeachment? They, I, I I really don't uh, I really don't think so. I mean, so, but if if that's going to be their uh, if that's going to be their situation, then yeah, uh, knock yourself out. If this, if this is really going to be how you guys are going to be operating from here on out, then, then, uh, if that's going to be your path, then, then go for it, then go for it. So we're looking at the, by the way, the stock market today, and, uh, there's already indications that, uh, they're gonna. They're gonna. There's a possible. Um, there's a. There's a. There's a possible situation where uh, there's. There's going to be a major sell-off. Now, interestingly enough, you remember Ron Paul, right? Ron Paul is Let's start uh, broadly um, and talk about on on CNBC and and Ron Paul. Uh, is is say, you know he's always been kind of a doomsday kind of guy, Ron Paul, on the economy, but he also recognizes, like President Trump does, that the uh, the Fed is uh, really causing trouble because you you realize the Fed is now uh, is now considering raising rates again. You know that, right? They, during Obama's term in office. It was 0% interest rates, 0% interest rates. Speaking of interest rates, by the way, let me slip in a little plug for my guys over at Golden Oak Lending, 314-567-GOLD. Great way for you guys to go ahead and get a refi, and you don't have to pay a mortgage payment for the next two months, which is a tremendous deal. And so you don't have to pay a mortgage payment for the next two months, and you're on your way. And if you go ahead and get a mortgage checkup, you're also going to get a free appraisal. 
If you mention my name, 314-567-GOLD, uh, goldenoaklending.com. All right, so Ron Paul is interviewed, and, and this morning we're already seeing kind of a, uh, a major sell-off. And uh, President Trump and some people are also indicating that, you know, if the Fed would just stop talking about raising the rates and stop possibly creating another scenario where people are starting to be fearful, maybe that would help. I'm not saying it's the only thing, and, and Ron Paul will say – uh, here that, that it, but he's always been a Ron Paul's always had a pretty keen eye on the operations of the Fed and has never really spoken very highly of them. And here he is on CNBC. So you're seeing the markets right now in terms of that market meltdown that you've been calling for on this show for quite some time. Well, you know, in the last what eight or ten months, and the market has uh, taken a turn down. It's been down ten percent or so. And I think it's a very vulnerable position because uh, when markets are destined uh, to make big corrections, as I believe, they don't do it from the top. They do it from 10 to 15 percent down. So we're at that position. So once this volatility shows that we're not going to resume the bull market, then people are going to rush to the exit. So I suspect that we're at a very, very precarious point where people are going to say, hey, <laughs> you know, there, there's something wrong going on. And I am not optimistic that all of a sudden you're going to eliminate uh, the tariff uh, problem. I think that's a here to stay. I don't think the tariff man is going to give up. The downturn that you're forecasting in the market, how bad do you think it'll be? You know, looking back uh, in terms of history, is there anything you can compare it to? Well, you know, I, I just think it's uh, there's no sign that it's going to be mild. Uh, and it depends on what the government does. If you allow the liquidation, it doesn't last long. I would advocate, you know, allowing it to liquidate itself like in 1921. No, I think it could be worse in 1929. And uh, because they, we can't keep our hands off, we prop it up. It's like taking drugs. And I think all this QE bailout was just loading up on the drugs. It was so dependent on free money. But unfortunately, what happens is the money doesn't get distributed fairly, and that's why you have social chaos, and that's why you have socialists making headway in the election. All right, so a lot of that is gobbledygook to a lot, a lot of you because you're trying to figure this out and what's going on. But one of the reasons, again, why things are causing so much trouble, it's linked to quantitative easing and – I'm not going to get too much into the weeds here, but it is important. And quantitative easing is what happens when, uh, you know, central bank purchases all these government securities uh, from the market because they want to lower interest rates. So, the, so, the, so, the, so, uh, and increase the money supply. And, uh, it, so what happens is you have basically this artificial flooding of capital uh, to promote increased lending and liquidity because with interest rates higher, uh, they're not the, – the lending isn't going on as much. I mean, and actually there have been some situations where lenders have had some real uh, – especially refi operations have had some real trouble – because they're, they're, the people just aren't doing it because of the interest rates, and, and they're not. And, and believe me, they're not as high as they they once were, but they're higher than they've ever been in recent memory for a lot of people. So you have um, you have a a uh, you know you have a situation where you you have 
interest rates in the threes now are going up of three, and and will and my and 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 then the Federal Reserve saying, yeah, we might increase them even more. You're like, come on, man. So that's why you're seeing the the quantitative easing uh, monetary policy in in step here because they're trying to push more money into the lenders, so they lend money. So they're sort of flooding the banks with the, the, with money, and and it, it's creating an artificial situation right now. And the only true way to be able, I mean, and keep in mind, so so we have a situation now where we have uh, have uh, all throughout Obama's term, the Federal Reserve did not once increase interest rates; it was always at zero. And and, and we've had. Uh, multiple increases already in the first two years of uh, well a lot too many increases uh, already in uh, the first two years of President Trump's presidency, and so and so it's not you know beyond the realm of comprehension that at some point you have to have some relief coming your way, and and, and the president's like, why are you still? Why are you still talking about a, a a rate hike? So this morning, the president's like, you know, um, it, the, 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 it looks like the U.S. Central Bank is going to push up interest rates again. And President Trump's like, why are you doing that? And every time you pop, I mean, I'm not, I'm no economic expert, so if I'm if I'm kind of you know butchering a little bit of this explanation, then uh, then 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 uh, then forgive me. But 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 what quantitative easing, which is the artificial flooding of, of banks and the buying up of securities uh, of money, is always a reaction to increased interest rates and the efforts to decrease those rates, or not decrease them, but but do business with the rates as high as they are. So when you increase interest rates, you increase quantitative easing, which is an artificial propping up uh, financial institutions with money so that they actually can lend and they feel more comfortable lending uh, with the interest rates as high as they are. And so it's easier to get money and then therefore the banks are easier giving you money. But that creates a problem when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're doing that. So, and it, but it's all a reaction to the increase uh, of interest rates. So uh, President Trump wrote a tweet. He says, it, it is incredible that with a very strong dollar and virtually no inflation, the outside world blowing up around us, Paris is burning, and China way down, the Fed is even considering yet another interest rate hike. Take the victory, Trump says. Uh, and and, and he's, he's right. It's, it's kind of like, why, why is the Federal Reserve... Uh, suddenly, in a in a situation where we're um, where where we're you know in 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 this situation, why why are they why is this happening? And and now we're looking at these uh, the biggest hedge funds out there. Uh, some uh, more than eleven thousand hedge funds funds hedge funds. Uh, they could be gone by next year. If if things aren't if things aren't changing, and and again, a lot of this can be tied to the to the 
the the in, increase in the rates. And so to, to increase them again is just going to be terrible. And this is another way. I, I knew this from the very beginning. I, I knew that that uh, when President Trump was elected, my biggest fear was not uh, Democrats. Uh, my biggest fear was not a left-wing Ocasio-Cortez. or My biggest fear wasn't Mark Kaysen. It was Republicans and the swamp and the people who control the money markets and those kinds of things who, who can make life really difficult for a president. And that's what they're doing. We already saw the FBI and the others and, and how they, they tried to bring, uh, bring him down and, 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 uh, and, and, and would have it if they had the opportunity. And we, we saw that Comey, um, you know, bragging about how he sent FBI agents into the White House, be, taking advantage of of the lack of organization in the in the White House regarding uh, legal situations and that kind of stuff. They took advantage of it, and, and Comey promised, uh, bragged about it. And then now we have the Fed, which is um, creating problems. For this economy, this right now things ought to be. Look, look. You saw the the fact that that I just told you about how wages are increasing, uh, unemployment levels are in are, are are decreasing, food stamp participation has dropped thirty two percent in Texas. Regulatory environment is improving. Uh, there's there's a better chance that a young American is going to get a job out of tech school now. Thanks to the uh, rethinking of our visa programs, all those things are happening. And now what happens It's not good enough for the Fed. They just want to keep, you know, popping this thing up there and, and 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 doing this. And by the way, speaking of all this, I have to give a shout out to my financial advisor, uh, Jeremy North, 360 IRA, 360IRA.com. A long time ago when I hooked up with Jeremy, uh, who's going to be a big supporter of Radio Free Almond 2.0. When I hooked up with him, I signed up for the program that he has in his uh, in his portfolio, where if you if you uh, have an issue like we're having with the market now, your investments are automatically turned into cash, and and, and that's exactly what's happened with my investments is that he they automatically had a mechanism where you drop out of the market and you turn what you have into cash so it's all sitting there and 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 it's insulated from the whims of Wall Street thank god now uh although i'm you know obviously a lot of people with your 401k's and those kinds of things you can you can you're not going to tap into them just yet so you can actually benefit from you know just you can just leave it there and it'll pop up back again and Whatever, but maybe not. You never know. So what he did was he turned all of my assets into cash. And that's a really good mechanism that 360 IRA has. And so if you want to inquire about that and and you want to, if you think you're going to breeze through this situation and you don't want to sweat the next one, get on with 360IRA.com and Jeremy North and tell them I sent you. And uh, let him know you want some you want some assistance because he'll he'll definitely help you out. Let me just get this uh, going on here. 
that going on there. And I'm going to get my theme song. It's already 9 o'clock. I'm going to get cha-cha-cha. Let me see here. Um, my my uh, theme song. All right. Jeremy North. 360IRA.com. Thank you, Margaret, for reconfirming that. Thank you all for listening to the show. By the way, if you have an Apple and you have the app on Apple, uh, it's time to update it. Update the Radio Free Almond app on Apple now. I think the update's ready. If you have an Android, that's already, that's been already updatable. So check it out. And uh, update your app. It'll run smoothly. It's al- already I'm getting great compliments on how smoothly everything is running thanks to the update. So, Thank you, Eric Deputy, DeputyWellness.com for all of your help. DeputyWellness.com for all your natural, non-pill-taking solutions to what is ailing you. Dr. DePuty's a great guy, a good friend of mine, and he's the man when it comes to taking care of all of your health care needs. Also, thank you to Ricky Hall, Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks, veteran-owned. Ricky, a former Air Force guy, but also has a great ability to help you with all of your nutrition needs, whether you want to have a good diet program with all this great protein-fueled foods that he offers you, maybe you want some hormone boosts, well, he can do that for you too, both men and women, pre-workouts, post-workouts, proteins, you got it from him, or you'll get it from him, Matthew Mitchell, the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency, 855-QUOTE-ME, Talk to Drapery. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. Yes, indeed, everybody. And thank you to my friends at Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing. I think uh, Rick Pogue's going to be in on Wednesday, so we're going to have a little uh, fun with Rick Pogue. And don't forget about Arrowhead Building Supply, their other company. And they're all going to be hooked up with Radio Free Almond 2.0. And now that the uh, the reins are off. All right, have a great rest of your day, everybody. Don't